Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome in to the Tighten Up Podcast on the A to Z Sports Podcast Network. I'm Jack Gentry alongside my partner, Austin Huff. You can find us both on Twitter. I'm at Jack A. Gentry. He is at Austin Huff. We are the Tighten Up Podcast. Give us a follow on Twitter, at Tighten Up Pod. Give us a follow on Instagram, at Tighten Up Podcast. And as always, we're under the A to Z Sports umbrella. So go make sure you're following A to Z Sports on every social media platform. This is Sode number 89. The Frank Wycheck of Sodes. It had to be. It had to be. There it had no to be. Option. I mean, it could have been the Jared Cook of Sodes, and I thought about throwing a wrench into uh, everyone's plans at the last minute, but no, you can't go against Frank Wycheck, who uh, my sister and I, growing up, used to call Bank My Check. Uh, he is a three-time Pro Bowl selection, retired as one of only seven tight ends to catch more than 500 career passes at that time. And of course... Instrumental in the Music City Miracle in uh, against Buffalo in the '99 playoffs. Um, Is Frank Wycheck the best cheater in football history? What are you trying to say? By cheater, I mean he got away. Hold on, have you been a Bills fan this entire? No, no. It's just it's just a question. It's just a little. It's a simple. Not away with what, Jack? What are you trying to say? (laughs) All right, I'll. I, I figured that it was a dangerous question to ask. I was right in that assumption, but uh, I don't know. Maybe he's the greatest cheater. It's not a bad thing. Jack, it was a, it was a backward pass. We've, we've been over this <laughs> like a million times. Like, it's not even like a question. We've gone back and reviewed the film. Uh, sports science did a, uh, did a, did a, a whole episode on it. Like it, it was, from the angle, it was be it was backwards. Okay, but say it wasn't, then would he be the greatest cheater of all time? I mean, okay, yeah. You well, you know what? Uh, no, well, he's still got to be better than Bill Belichick. I don't know. I think Belichick and Brady kind of have that locked down. Yeah, I mean, like, look, if if Frank Wycheck also like bombed a hotel building, then yeah, he would probably be the the greatest tight end turned terrorist in the NFL. Like, there's a lot of what ifs we could throw Good out point. there, Jack. Like, yeah, yeah, I guess if he did cheat, he would be the greatest cheater of all time, but he didn't. All right, all right, you win. You win this, you win this one. Oh, my gosh, what a terrible foot to start off this episode. Uh, this episode being Jack Gentry's <laughs> flu game. All right, the I'm second gonna be one this, this year. I'm going to be the Scottie Pippen. Jack's going to be uh, the Michael Jordan, and I'm just going to try and hold him up while, he, while we uh, – we get through this game, yeah. you know. I don't know if he'll if he'll drop uh, thirty eight points like Jordan did in his flu game, but you know we'll see. We'll I see. apologize; it's my fault for the late drop this week. I have strep throat, and really the worst day was Tuesday. Um, that's when I started taking the the amoxicillin or whatever they give well, you. Look, don't bury the lead. Jack thought he had COVID for most of this week. Well, uh, got tested. He there is was clean. reason. There was reason to believe that I I might sure. Um, Fellow A to Z man, Zach Bingham, he's missed some time with COVID. I spent Sunday night football out at uh, 
the show with them, and uh, it was a worry. But you know, yeah. I'm well, I don't have it. We're we're gonna what? be okay. No, you're 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 vaxxed. Oh, you're good. quick, quick. Un- unlike Antonio Brown, you are vaxxed. Uh, How come when yeah, fake vax vax card from AB? Right. How about that personal chef just being like, okay, you're not gonna pay me ten grand. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna get you suspended. Maybe it's gonna work too. But quick complaint. Classic. When you have strep throat, why are the pills that they give you so huge? I don't know. I don't know. That's why whenever I have they're strep like as throat, big as like your thumb. Yeah, I swear. Whenever that. I have strep throat, I just take ivermectin. Uh, Jack, the oh I, I'll say this, man. Uh, look, we're gonna get you through this because we've got a lot to get through uh, on this episode. We're gonna yeah. uh, talk a little bit about the Saints game. We're gonna do a laughing at the Texans segment just because we haven't done it in a while and because it is Texans Hate Week. And uh, we are also going to talk about, let me see here. What else do we have in our notes? Oh, yeah, that's right. The Tennessee Tickle Monsters. Look, Jack and I have a lot of thoughts about this. We're not going to unload any right here. Just keep listening. We're going to get to it all. We're going to talk about it. No matter what side of the fence you're on, I think you're going to want to hear it. Also, we're going to talk to, you know, look, if we're talking about a ridiculous name, then you know we got to get our guy Luke Worship on the on the podcast. <laughs> Luke Worship. Luke Worship. Luke Worship. Luke Worship. The uh, he's going to join us. He's going to give us his take. And uh, he was right there when Danico Autry was asked about the Tennessee Tickle Monsters, and he's got a funny story with that. Uh, love our guy Luke. It's going to be a. Uh, I, I'm feeling good about today. So uh, even though Jack is not feeling good himself, um, we but uh, it's going to be a. Uh, going to be a good set i feel like there's something else i'm missing is there not no okay mvp death pool oh yeah yeah we'll, we'll update the mvp death pool there we are, are some murdering there. people we are we're killing everyone look i don't want to say this 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 podcast is like a voodoo doll for other nfl players but my goodness we keep poking pins in this thing the manning and, cast and curse has nothing on the mvp death pool right people we are, are impacting these about- players careers yeah, that's a good point, Jack. People are making a big deal about the Manning cast curse, and no one's talking about the Tighten Up podcast death pool curse. Uh, it is it is real, people, and you better look the hell out. Uh, and uh, and then we will also uh, finish with Remember the Titan. But first, before we get into any of that, let's get a word from the Trenches Gallery. The Trenches Gallery, it's located at 906 Buchanan Street in Nashville on the famous Buchanan Street. Um, it's owned and operated by, yes, Christian Fulton. He was back this week. He played great. Nobody can throw on that guy, by the way. And also nobody uh, nobody has anything on the Trenches Gallery because it's so un- unique. It's owned by him and his brother, Keith Fulton. It's an art gallery with the latest fashion trends. They've got tons of shirts, shoes, pants, hats, paintings. They've got socks, jackets, you name it, they have it. And they're all uh, amongst the hottest brands in fashion. Um, some of those being paper planes, Cashville, Babe, Supreme, like Sushi, uh, or Love Sushi. And, and they, they create all these new cool and clothing designs to their one-of-a-kind design lab located in the back of the shop. You walk in, you look straight ahead, you'll see the design lab in the back. There's always people working at the table, figuring out just which uh, new designs, new, new clothes they want to make um, that will sell like crazy because everything in there is so cool. It's the only place like it in Nashville. If you can't stop by in person, you can shop online where you can check out all of their impressive inventory at the trenchesshop.com. You can also find them on Instagram. They're very active on Instagram. They have a ton of stuff going on, giveaways, promotions, all kind of fun stuff where you can view all of the, their new items so you can get yours before they run out. 
So go check them out at the Trenches Gallery on Instagram or online at thetrenchesshop.com. And when you go to the Trenches Gallery, I'm telling you guys, it's like if you ever played 2K, walking in there is like a real-life version of like the 2K My Player Shop. It, I mean, the vibes are immaculate. They're, they've got good music playing. Um, very nice people in there. It's awesome. Really cool stuff to buy. Make sure to tell them that the Tighten Up podcast on A to Z Sports sent you. And now let me tell you about Elite Water. You know what else you can find at the Trenches Gallery? I just said it. Elite Water. Elite Water is based in New Orleans, Louisiana. This is water sourced from natural springs in Mount Palomar, all the way out in California. Ever heard of it? Yeah, it's a big state. This is organic water that does not contain all of the man-made additives that you'll find in some of these other water brands, you know? Ugh, don't even get me started on those other water brands. The Elite brand is all about bettering yourself and putting yourself and your body in a position to where you can accomplish anything, okay? Look, if you believe it, you can achieve it as long as you got some Elite water flowing through your system. Order yours now online at EliteWater.co. That's EliteWater.co or swing by the trenches to pick up a fresh case. If you want, you can find them on Instagram at EliteWater1. Go ahead, do the do your own research on this one. Look them up for yourselves, okay? Elite Water though. Be yourself, be elite. Drink Elite Water. And with that said, Let's talk Titan. I hear the train a coming. It's rolling around the bend. And I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when I'm sucking. What is up, Flameheads? Welcome into the Titan Up Podcast. Today is November 18th, 2021. That is right. It is a Thursday. We wanted to make sure we got past the Tuesday news dump and the Wednesday news dump this week. Uh, <laughs> and Jack Gentry, I'd be lying if I didn't say that Derek Lamar Henry Jr. still leads the NFL in rushing yards. 937, staying strong, 10 weeks in. Look, 937 yards. That's And uh, if you're like, man, how is he still leading? That's because uh, Jonathan Taylor tried to pass him this week, but still could do nothing more than tie him. And now look, Colts fans all week will probably be like, oh, uh, well, Jonathan Taylor did it in fewer carries. And to that, I would just say respond with, Derrick Henry has been out for two weeks. And Jonathan Taylor just now caught him. Didn't pass him, just now caught him. So who cares if he did it in fewer carries? It took him 10 NFL weeks to cover the same distance, the same amount of ground that Derek did in eight weeks. That's a little bit bigger than how many carries he got it in. The Colts have to use Naheem Hines like pretty frequently <laughs> back there because Jonathan Taylor can't handle Derrick Henry's workload. Nobody can. Right. Look, uh, look, not even Derrick Henry sometimes. Even when Derrick Henry is uh even when Derrick Henry is out, he's still doing amazing things. Like that, that that to me is incredible. In fact, Jack, I don't know if uh you know what you know what we should do? What? What should we do, Jack? We should, we should make it so uh we're going to talk about this with Luke Worsham in further detail. But Derrick Henry, you're you're not able to vote Derrick Henry into the Pro Bowl. We need to get him on the ballot. 
Yeah. No, I, I, I legitimately think Derrick Henry still has a case to be like the fact that he's been out for two weeks and someone just now tied him in rushing yards. That right there is insane. And Jack, like speaking of Derrick Henry breaking records, even when he's out, or at least helping to break records when he's out. Like when we went into the season, we thought, okay, Derrick Henry is going, this is going to be a, a, uh, a record shattering year. Every, like there's 17 be... game season there. Right. There's more opportunities. And, and yeah, not even just that, but he was on pace. He was on pace to, to break so many records, but even now that he's, he's, he's out for the regular season, he's still helping the Titans smash records because I don't know if you know this or not. Titans currently have 20 players on IR, yeah. right? They're, they're the most injured team in the NFL. If the, if the Predators coined the term Smashville, the Titans should coin the term Mashville, all right? This is, they lead the NFL in man games lost due to injury with 260, 260, okay? In man games lost, let's explain man games lost really quickly just to Go make ahead. sure everyone knows. Do it. So if three Titans players are injured and they miss two games, that that's six man games lost. Right. So you count the game, um, each person misses and you add them all together. And that's what, 260, you said? That's 260, okay? Now, the Titans have also now, as of Sunday, fielded 82 different players this season. 82. The NFL record is 84, set by the 2020 49ers, last year's Niners, and the 2019 Dolphins. They both had 84. Oh. So the Titans are two players. Look, if let's say the Titans put Jack and I in this week, they will tie the record for the number of players that have that they have uh, that they have fielded this season. And then they'll okay? break it the next week because half of them will have strep throat. Well, well, yeah, you and I would probably, yeah, you and I would We'd get actually, killed. We actually may have to play in that circumstance. Well, and we'd get destroyed. So like, then they would have to replace us the next week. So then they'd break the record. You're right, uh, but. But let me just say this. So, so first of all, Derrick Henry, technically, that's like Derrick Henry has a hand in those 84. So he's, he's even still setting records, helping the Titans smash records, even while being out. But another thing about these Titans Record is, books hate Derrick Henry. That's right. That's right. Record they books, hate him. They, they look, because he just keeps smashing them, just shattering them all over the place. All right. It's like, he's like a bull in a China shop. Now, look- Jack, which has a bull ever been in a china shop? Where the hell is that phrase? That's a good point. Come? I don't know if doors are big enough. It would have to be in like a running of the bulls thing. Is that in Madrid where they do that? Yeah, yeah. yeah maybe there's a china shop located. Are there off even the side china road. shops? Like, I don't even know if that's it. Like, like, is there a store in like in a mall somewhere where they just sell china? Is that cultural appropriation to start a Ooh, shop? That's a good question. Called yeah, you know what? China I shop. All china shops are probably canceled. You know, yeah, you got to kind of walk on eggshells about that right. idea. It should be like Asian shop or something. Ooh, um, I don't think that would play. Is it not? I don't know. Would it? I don't know. Every uh, Apparently, you can't say anything right these days. Yeah, that's probably true, especially us as white guys. So we better not say anything. Uh, all right, just so just disavow everything that we have just said. Uh, as, for, uh, <laughs> as for the two teams, the Titans are getting ready to tie in that record because let's be honest, they're going to tie them probably this, this Sunday. Yeah, it'll take uh, no time. 82 they're they're gonna get up to 84 that's easy like just mike Vrabel's just gonna sub in two dudes just to just to make it happen but they uh the titans like the 2029ers they finished six and ten the 2019 dolphins finished five and eleven 
Guys, your Tennessee Titans are eight and two. That means they are taking the narrative of, oh, well, we were injured. We were really banged up. That's why we weren't good. That's why we didn't. Like they're taking that narrative and just and 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 cracking it over their kneecap. Okay. It's the ultimate, like, no excuse. No, no. excuse, next man up. If that, if, if you're hurt, the, the next guy up has to perform. Every team, and look, even the Chiefs in last year's Super Bowl, they said, Oh, well, our, our offensive line was banged up. The Titans are literally showing every team in NFL history that the, the oh, we're injured is no excuse because no team, the Titans are getting ready to set that no team has been more injured than them, and yet they are still have the best record in the NFL right now. That, to me, is phenomenal, and that should not go understated when it comes to the job that Mike Vrabel has done and the job that a guy that we've crapped on a lot over the last year and a half John Robinson has done because every guy has stepped up and seamlessly filled the role. Now, look, have there been hiccups? Has it been ugly at times? Sure, definitely. But no like, question. And it's it's supposed to be ugly when you have, right. you know, guys that are buried on the depth chart playing significant snaps and meaningful snaps late in games. I mean, I, it, it, it's just no team. It's has hard been to more, not it, skip a beat. No team has been more injured and played a tougher schedule up until this point. Now, granted, the Titans have the easiest schedule from here on out in the NFL, but to this point in the season, no one has played a tougher schedule and been more injured. There's, you can, in probably a week or two, you will officially be able to say no NFL team has been more injured than the Titans <laughs> in NFL Isn't history. That, if, if, if you, so if I told you that before the season started and we're, we're at the, what we we're heading into week 11. Yeah. What would you say our record would be? If, if I told you that the Titans would be the most injured team in football, with, with not, not, Henry the, not at the end of the season, but yeah. by week 11, <laughs> they're the most injured team in football history. I would say I would say it's a 4-13 four, four uh, Even that with the schedule that they just ran through, the hardest schedule in the NFL up to this point. Yeah. And there were no, there was no better example of just the next man up mentality. And, you know, if, if the guy in front of you goes down, you step up, then what happened in the Saints game? And one of those new players, you mentioned, what, 80, 82? 82, new, 82. 82 guys the Titans. He's probably have, the 82nd guy, yeah. 82nd guy, Dylan Cole. Yeah. Comes down, used to be a Houston Texan. That's, That's hilarious, right. by the way. Right. Um, gets hurt, has double knee surgery. In May of this offseason, he put out a video to, to tell teams, you know, that I'm, I'm safe now. I'm as healthy as I've ever been. What does he do? He runs down a street with, like, one of those uh, one of those speed rate, those radar boards that they have on the side of the road tells you how fast you're going oh yeah 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 and, where they like they put in like either school zones or construction sites yeah yeah like really tight roads whatever where you can't be you can't afford to be speeding um <laughs> he hits he clocks 21 miles an hour and he puts that out on twitter in may saying hey like i'm not a risk like like a guy who's had as many surgeries as me i'm not a risk like i like i may have been before i'm as healthy as i've ever been he comes down opening kickoff of kickoff on the second half with rashawn evans out David Long out, and they had to elevate a guy uh, just to, you know, log special team snaps so so Monty Rice can actually play and eventually lead the team in tackles on Sunday. Dylan Cole flies down wearing Keith Bullock's 53, forces a fumble, changes the entire landscape of that football game. Without that play, I'm not so sure the Titans end up winning, but he's a great example of that. Monty Rice, the guy I just mentioned, without Rashawn Evans, without David Long, who's been great this season, who uh, himself is – you know, a result of the next man up mentality. He, you know, with Jayon Brown down last season, had to step up and play a big role. He leads the team in tackles against the Saints in his second start, or maybe I think it was his second start. Um, 
Daquan Jones, the the maybe the the, the reincarnated Daquan Jones, uh, who also wears the same number, number ninety. He has a sack this past week when Bud Dupree couldn't go and they had to kick Autry outside for a little bit. So he stepped up. Marcus Johnson on offense without oh, Julio Jones great. available. He was AJ great. Brown has one catch for sixteen yards on this wild trick play. The, the, uh, the Titans were desperate to get A.J. Brown involved, so they had to pull out this play where they direct snap it to Adrian Peterson. Tannehill comes around and finds A.J. Brown 16 yards down the field. Marcus Johnson has five catches for 100 yards, and Austin Stanley put this out. Every single catch he made, um, you know, led to a Titan score. So, yeah. so on all of, all of the Titans scoring drives, Marcus Johnson had a catch. These they, are they all need to throw him the ball in every drive, in my opinion. That, right? <laughs> like, because there's no way that stat doesn't, like, it doesn't, Ever There's stopped. no drop off. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but, but I mean, all of these are examples of, you know, while the Titans are getting injured just across the board throughout the season, they keep having these guys that step up and make flash that have, that have splash games or make flashy plays in a game like, like Dylan Cole, where you just don't expect them. You've never heard of them. You didn't even know this guy was on the team until bam, he forced the fumble on a kickoff. It's it, that's, what's different about this team than any other Titans team in the past. It's just yeah. the depth that they have that they haven't had in the past. And not only just the depth being adequate, but the depth making game-winning plays on a weekly basis. That's right. Yeah. The Titans have replaced uh, more members of their cast than the cast of Grey's Anatomy. Okay. <laughs> Which is ironic because most of their roster is in a hospital too. Uh, the uh, like, So while other teams want to just claim that injuries are the reason their team isn't any good, just show Can't do that me. anymore. Just show them the 2021 Titans, okay? Oh, really? Injuries is why you're not good? That's weird. Because the Titans were the most injured team in the NFL history, and yet they still produced the number one record through in the NFL. Um, that, to me, is just insane. The, 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 this Titans team is Kenny from South Park, all right? They keep getting killed off and still show up the next week. They killed Kenny, you bastards. <laughs> you bastards killed Kenny. The, oh man. So anyway, I just wanted to give some love to the Titans and and really just this, I mean, it, it really is. And it's 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 funny that all season, this team has been living off the mantra, the Bud, uh, the Bum Phillips quote, it ain't pretty, but it's beautiful. That is the epitome of this season. It hasn't been yes. pretty. But man, is it beautiful! And when, like, even when they had Derrick Henry, like I, that, that was the big knock on why you know national media won't pay enough attention to the Titans is because you know they're not slinging it all over the field. It doesn't look pretty, but it looks substantially uglier now without oh, Derrick yeah. Henry. Sure, and they're still finding ways to win. It's it's remarkable. I mean, if, and Jack, I want to I want to throw the same question you asked me uh, back to you. If someone told you that this team was as injured as they were, if they were about to set the NFL record for most players played in a season um, by week 11, and, and they're without Derrick Henry, what do you think this team's record is at the end of the season? At the end of the season? If yeah. they don't have Derrick Henry for 10 weeks, I mean, I'd give you, you six, seven wins, maybe. Six yeah, wins, see, I, probably. See, I said four. I said four. I I would have thought four and thirteen yeah. was this team's record. Um, well, because you yeah. get the free ones against the Jags and the Texans, no matter. Sure, what. That, that's what those were the four wins. You'll you'll yeah. find you'll find two others somewhere <laughs> along the way. Um. So the so, but as Jack was just saying, it is 
you know, this offense looks different. It looks remarkably different. And uh, I guess the question is, is there any concern when it comes to this offense? Because, look, Sunday they did not look great. There were times they showed flashes, but, like, it still feels – it still feels like this team is looking for its footing. Like this team is trying to figure out its identity in a world post Derrick Henry, because when Derrick Henry's on the field, obviously, and we, look, that's, it's, it's no state secret. We've made a big point of it. He, it makes things immensely easier because all 11 guys on the opposite side of the field are honing in on him. So without him on the field, you you have teams that aren't biting on on play action fakes near as hard as they would when Derrick Henry was on the field. So it makes things harder for Ryan Tannehill. It makes things harder for the running game just because you don't have a, a, a six foot nine Yeti in the backfield. But- and he's like a, he's like a human whiteout, right? Like the mistakes that the Titans make, um, whether it's in that. the offensive line uh, or, or outside yeah. of that. I mean, he covers them up because of what he can do after contact. Do people still use whiteout? Is that too much of a dated term? No, I, I feel like people use it. I think it's still commonly used. I mean, okay. not commonly, but like, uh, because I obviously make no mistakes when I'm writing. I write right. With neither do I. So I, that's yeah. why I'm asking. I don't know. I've never yeah. made a mistake in my life. Maybe so for I'm... those who do make mistakes, unlike us. Use it. Okay. And, do, but I mean, Derrick Henry does that. <laughs> Derrick Henry does that, though. He, you know, if there's a mistake that's made up front, I mean, he'll cover it up. It won't be as obvious because you know he'll still bust off a, a 12 yard run or whatever it may be. Yeah. So, so Jack, let me ask you. Like, do you think? Do you think this this is what we should come to expect with the Titans' offense? Like, they'll do just enough to get it done, or do you think they will ever pop off for maybe 40 points in a game again? Uh, like with with the pieces they have now without Henry yeah without Derrick Henry right like like or should we just expect them to do enough because this defense is going to keep this team afloat like I I, so for me it's it's not just the the statistical impact of Derrick Henry that the Titans are missing it's the threat of Derrick Henry as well sure you know Ryan Tannehill is able to do more because the defense is putting eight in the box and that opens up stuff for uh, for AJ Brown Julio Jones, who's now on IR, which which hurts as well. But I mean, from a Julio Jones perspective, I believe that the Titans know that, you know, Julio's days are, are probably pretty numbered, you know, in terms of how much time he has left in his career. And they they don't want to push it. You know, these these snaps with the division pretty much in a chokehold, they're not going to run Julio out there just to, you know, beat the the Texans or, you know, beat the beat the Dolphins later in the season, even beat the Patriots. Cause I mean, it's, it's essentially a wrap in the AFC South, but the Titans offensive line, they, those five guys haven't really played together hardly at all this season. Mm-hmm. So there's still a lot of, a lot of stuff that they have to work through. Will the Titans be that team that scores 40 points that, that is top five in the offense and scoring without Derrick Henry? Probably not, but our expectations are, you know, are constantly changing with the way the defense is playing. They don't have to score 30, you know, right. This right. Is, this is an offense that without Derrick Henry is not built to score 30. Um, but with the, the way the defense is playing, you score 24 and, and you should be okay. I mean, yeah. against most of these teams and you mentioned, you know, the Titans have the easiest road left in the NFL. 24 should do it against the Texans. 24 should even do it against the Steelers and the Patriots. 
uh, because neither one of those offenses are exactly explosive. The Dolphins, the Jags, um, the Niners, all these teams that the Titans have left, 24 should do it. And they they don't have Derrick Henry. They don't have Julio Jones. But I believe in Ryan Tannehill enough, and I believe that, you know, this backfield can at least pick up some of the slack. You know, they're not going to be Derrick Henry. They're not going to produce like him. But maybe if they, they, they can do, you know, 40% of what Henry can do, 50 60% of what Henry can do, they should be able to get to that 24 number. I, I don't think that they'll be that team that scores 40 again, number one, because the teams that they're playing, you know, they had to score 30, whatever it was, against the Bills. They had to score that against the Seahawks. None of these teams they're not going to get in a shootout with, hopefully. I mean, just just on paper, I don't see any of these offenses getting in a shootout with the Titans. So, no, I don't think they'll hit 40 again the rest of the regular season. But I also don't think they have to. Um, 24 should sh- would have done it on uh, Sunday had uh, the New Orleans Saints made all of their extra points. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, no, it's – uh, yeah, I, I don't think it's – I think, look, Titans fans, I would be expecting not to not see a lot of production from A.J. Brown in the coming weeks, at least until Julio Jones comes off yeah, IR. He's getting he's getting a lot of attention. Which I, I'm okay with the Julio Jones going to IR thing because I do think, I, I to me personally, I felt like he was rushed back a little bit. Um, and now he will have the three weeks of IR, at least three weeks of IR, and then a bye week on top of that to get right. I'm hoping uh, I would like to see him back, though, because uh, this Titans offense sans Derrick Henry, as we've said, it looks different. To get another big-name weapon out there would help open up things for A.J. Brown. But, like, look, like we saw on Sunday, A.J. Brown is bottled up. You know, he can't get open because, you know, he's probably seeing double teams and everything like that. I haven't, I haven't, you know, I haven't checked the all 22 or anything, but, uh, (laughs) but, but I'm assuming the lack of production from AJ Brown is because guys are focusing on, but that, that opens things up for Marcus Johnson. Like, yeah. And And guys, not even just Marcus Johnson throughout the season, it's been Chester Rogers, our NWI. I mean, it's just exactly the Titans have this revolving door of supporting cast members that are able to step up if needed. And I think that's something to, you know, to be proud of if you're really to really be proud of if you're John Robinson, because you caught a lot of flack for not really being aggressive in the draft when it came to a wide receiver this offseason. By the way, Des Fitzpatrick caught his first ball, hey. zero, zero yards, but, you know, you know, he, he caught it on a, on, a, on a formation where the Titans decided to put half of their offensive line <laughs> on the left side and go with three offensive linemen. They snapped Tannehill the ball. They find Des Fitzpatrick, and he gets zero yards. But it was a catch. You know, when, Robinson could say, well, uh, he played, you know. When Marcus Johnson caught that one, uh, I think it was his first catch of the game when he, like, went off for, like, I don't know, like 40 or 50 yards. Yeah, 50-something yards. Yeah, when he runs up the middle of the field. I, so I'm watching – let me let it be known. I was watching this game on my phone. I'm, I was uh, – I'm in Chicago – doing touristy things because we had friends in town this weekend and we had to take them uh we had we had tickets to the john hancock building at 12 30 okay so i i'm watching the i'm watching titans game from my phone and i see this uh little you know wide receiver catch a pass across the middle and when i say little i mean smaller than aj brown just because it's just size wise um it catches a pass across the middle and he runs 50 yards down the field and i'm like oh my gosh that's dez 
That's Des. Look, that's our guy. That's our draft pick. That's uh, look, look, what a redemption story. And then, and then, and then they do the close-up shot, and I was like, oh, Johnson, Marcus Johnson. What the? <laughs> like, it was just, it was the, it was the funniest thing to me. But look, I'm glad Des did get, you know, at least a little bit of involvement. He got right? a little run, you know. And yeah. I felt, I felt like, you know, I said this on the morning show because, um, this was actually the only game I've watched twice before, um, with the Titans. I got the game pass. And, you know, Austin called me and he was like, hey, you got to do the morning show tomorrow. Zach's sick. Um, and I was like, all right, so I need to watch this again then. I need to pay more attention. And, you know, as I'm watching back, Marcus Johnson was the most effective player on the football field on, on either side, yeah. you know, you know, on, on both teams' Dude, offenses. He was great. Uh, he was great. Like, it, it should not be understated enough just how, how he and stepped up. Um, what I was going to say is because, you know, th- you, can't, you can't forget that they just let Josh Reynolds go. They cut him. Right. And right. So that's, that's essentially saying Marcus Johnson, you're our guy. You know, in the offseason, a bunch of Titans fans had Josh Reynolds pegged as oh, he's gonna be the perfect number two or number three. Yeah. And you bring in Julio. It's like, okay, Josh Reynolds is gonna be a good number three. That's what he did out in LA with the Rams. He's gonna be great for his role. Boom. You you sign Marcus Johnson, uh, you sign Chester Rogers, and now he's buried. You know, Paul Garski was right, he was never as explosive as we thought he was, but heading into today, or I guess it was heading into this past Sunday, maybe Marcus Johnson had something to prove a little bit, not to anyone on the Titans staff, because obviously they see him every day, but maybe to the fans, like, okay, you know, if, if we're getting rid of Josh Reynolds, they must really like what they see in Marcus Johnson and boom, five catches, a hundred yards, uh, catches the ball on every scoring drive for the Titans um, has, has that 50 yard gain, um, where, where he kind of just, after he catches the ball, just turns up field and goes. No one can touch him. Um, that, that was a big moment. for That was a big game for Marcus Johnson. That's To me, he's had big games before, and, you know, he's had big moments before the season. But to me, that was his coming out party. Like, I'm here, and I'm here to stay. Yeah. Uh, real quick, before we get into uh, the Tickle Monsters debate, uh, I, I wanted to shout this out. Uh, So Ben Baldwin on Twitter, um, the computer cowboy, he tweeted, he said, I'm not sure people are fully appreciating what Ryan Tannehill is doing this season. I tend to agree. Yeah. Um, After yesterday, the Titans had, and this was tweeted on Monday, the Titans have third worst pass block grade. And these are the skill position players he's working with. And he tweeted a photo of the Titans depth chart. Marcus Johnson, AJ Brown, Chester Rogers, Jeff Swaim, Jerry <laughs> Jeff, Jeff Swain needs some respect, damn it. I, I know, I know. But but still, I mean, like it's like it's not a John U. Smith. It's not uh no, it's not a big name. It's not a guy that the Walker. Titans had circled on their roster before the right. season where they're we're gonna get production out of this guy. <laughs> right. And then Jeremy McNichols. Like that right there is a outside of AJ Brown, it's a who's who of who. It's like what who's who of what? Who? Like the island like, of misfit toys, pretty much. It really is, and that's who that's who Tannehill's working with. So he, he he tweeted that that picture of that depth chart, and then he says, and he's still number ten in EPA per play, similar to Josh Allen and Aaron Rodgers. Now, full disclosure, I have no idea what EPA I was per about play to say, means. What, what could Look, that this mean? is this is not the F words pod. If you're looking for advanced analytics and crunching numbers, it's got to be expected guys, something. Pushing, pushing up glasses up the nose, up glasses up the, the 
you know, the bridge of their nose, then, then you're look, go to the F words pod. Okay. Yeah. By the way, so, they said that you get dumber if you listen to this podcast, which only ignites our beef even more. Sure. I mean, they've spent two weeks coming up with nicknames and haven't come up with one good one. Yeah. And all they did, they print t-shirts, which I want to, I want them to open the books bar rescue style and let me see the numbers on those sales. There's no way. And if you bought one of those shirts, you are implicit in, in the tickle monster debacle here. So I, wait, I just, it's two weeks and all you, the best you can do is tickle monsters. Hang on, hang on, hang on one second. Hang on one second. Okay, um, here we go. Are you, are you pro or anti tickle monster? Okay. I'm anti tickle monsters, but I'm not like infuriated by it. Like some people are infuriated okay. by all it right. and like pissed off that like, that's even like a, a, a serious nickname for such a, you know, a, I guess overachieving defense and, and mainly front four. But okay. I'm not like pissed off about it. I'm just like, okay, okay that I, sucks. Look, I respect on. that. I respect that. I look, you don't like it, but you're not like butthurt about it. You no, don't have, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, at the uh, end of the day, I mean, like, have a sense of humor, you know? Thank you. All right, good, Jack. I, I can respect that take. I, I don't agree with it by, by any means, but I respect that, you know, you so can you, so you're disagree with something without getting butthurt online. About so you, it. you legitimately, you heard Tickle Monsters and you were like, that's it. That's a perfect nickname for this front four. Jack, I love that name so much. Do you not my, understand what my, how, to, how my, to beef? I my baby is due any week now. Okay, oh no. oh I have a a beautiful baby girl coming into this world. Dorica Henry Huff, right? Dorica Henry. Well, that's what was her name. That was what we were going to okay. name her. But now I'm thinking I name her Tickle Monster Huff because that's how much I love this name, Jack. On November eighth. NFL analyst Brian Baldinger innocently drops a tremendous breakdown of the Tennessee Titans front four. Baldy's breakdowns. Those are awesome. They are. He actually does a great job with those videos. And he's actually done a lot of Titans ones, probably because they've been playing so damn well. He said, and then he said in the tweet that this defense needs a name. So he got over 153 comments with people chiming in with some names, suggestions, and none were better than one from Et the underscore Dylan underscore Lane, who okay. tweeted simply, the Tennessee Tickle Monsters. Jack, that to me is a phenomenal nickname. And not just because it's random and because it uh, Dylan Lane tweeted it out or anything like that. It's phenomenal to me, first of all, that People jumped on it. Like people saw that tweet in those comments and said, yep, that's the name we should go with. And it created this firestorm. The the biggest divisive thing to hit Nashville since Kid Rock opening up a bar in Lower Broad, like oh whether or not gosh. Kid Rock is country. Like that is like nothing has been more divisive in Nashville since that and, and, and until this. And to me, Jack, I think it's a phenomenal name, okay? And I, not just because phenomenal of Phenomenal name. Phenomenal, okay? Not just because it's uh, of the ridiculousness and the organicness. That should not go understated, how this name came up organically, all right? It, it wasn't someone trying to force a nickname or anything. It was just one dude casually tweeting, Tennessee Tickle Monsters, and everyone taking it and running with so it. So Dylan Lane can be credited with this, right? I don't even know who Dylan Lane is. What? What's the I, origin? Is, is, is Dylan Lane the true, the true founder of this nickname? I, I, from that's that's the the oldest origin anyone has to anyone throwing out the nickname 
tickle monster. Well, because okay? Broadway kind of made it their own by making the shirts, right? Well, sure. Broadway jumped on board, which I look. I they tried I, to they tried to capitalize. I respect literally. the work Broadway does outside of the F words pod. Is F words pod Broadway? They are, aren't? Yeah. They? I know they're on like the 440 Sports Network and all that, but are they 440 now? I I think I aren't they are they both? I think they're both. They're like time. No, no. See, I've like never. I, the only show. time I listened to them was last. I listened to thirty nine a thirty nine second clip. <laughs> that's the one that i texted you, you yeah right 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 out. that's that's the, that's the only little bit i heard so too. i've only heard 39 seconds of them but Screw they, they seem they, they seem they seem okay we're Just beefing okay. with them so hard i look i respect the hell out of them but we're beefing with them so hard too many um, numbers the the so yeah they like that that's the deepest origin we have to it and then yeah broadway sports kind of blew it up and 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 you know titans film room uh tweeted out that incredible video shout out uh to justin there like that was in, uh, a great video to only heighten it and and make it even bigger um and but to me like jack the not just the organicness but to me it's a fearsome nickname a lot of people think it's silly oh. a lot of people think it's ridiculous and yeah creepy it, even it sure it's it's silly <laughs> It's ridiculous. Jack, if you want to throw creepy in there, I'll agree with that as well. But to me, <laughs> Jack, there is nothing in this life more feared than the idea of being tickled, okay? Whenever someone comes running at you with their wiggly fingers and that creepy, I'm going to touch you in your side smirk, you know? It's like, this, oh, yeah. You know, that, there's nothing scarier than that. It's creepy as hell. The only thing I want to do is either run for my life or curl up in a hole. Okay. Like I, I, Jack, I legitimately think I would, I, I've thought about it. I would much rather be stabbed in my gut. All right. than be tickled in my gut. I would like, I oh. think, think back to when you were a kid, Jack and your babysitter, maybe, uh, maybe a great aunt. My cousins usually babysat me a creepy uncle. Uh, that, that explains a lot. Uh, like they would come up and they would tickle you. No. And you kick, you'd punch, you'd squirm, you'd do anything to get away from your fear of being tickled. Did baby? Did your babysitters tickle you a lot? Yeah, they did. They were okay. cute, though. So Honestly, that explains more than it should. <laughs> <laughs> Look, that's what this defense does to opposing quarterbacks. They make them feel uncomfortable, all right? There's a reason tickling is torture in some countries. Sure, the U.S. waterboards in Guantanamo Bay. That's because they don't want to be dicks and try and tickle a dude to death, okay? There's a reason why men with flat feet were denied entry into the U.S. Army back in the day, Jack. It's because they're totes ticklish, and that doesn't fly in, in for our soldiers, all right? Oh. If you think tickling has to do with small children or girls at slumber parties... That's on you, dude. All right. That's frankly, I'm a little weirded out that that's the first place your mind goes when you think of that nickname. Okay. A lot of people like to claim masculinity as being threatened in today's culture. Maybe we start our defense by reclaiming tickling, make tickling manly again, Jack. And we can do that by giving this Titans defense that nickname. Every great NFL defense in history has had a nickname. Pittsburgh had the steel curtain, all right? The LA Rams back in the day had the fearsome foursome. Chicago gave us the monsters of the midway. All the good ones are taken. I, except for Tickle Monsters, Jack. Is Tickle <laughs> Monsters sillier than all of those? You betcha. 
but it's by far it's not it's by far not the only dumb name in the history of great defenses okay because for every hard ass name there's also some really dumb ones just ask jack's old miss rebels the land sharks oh, okay that's you a that's what, a low blow you know what you call a shark that's been put on land dead all right what about minnesota with the purple people leaders jack you mean to tell me that that some off-brand McDonald's grimace is far more fearsome than a monster that tickles you? <laughs> like I look, a, I would rather a monster eat me than tickle me. All right, hell, the Broncos' nickname for their defense in the '70s was Orange Crush. That's a soda. It's a good <laughs> soda. Get out of here, dude, you sugar-loving freak. You're going to have diabetes by the time you turn 30. Don't Tickle put Monsters, that evil on me. Tickle Monsters isn't as bad as you might think, all right? It's original, it's damn terrifying, and it's also hilarious. <laughs> so anyone who's still, like, against it, let me just ask this, okay? How can you sit there and say Tickle Monsters is a goofy name, but then also sit there and cheer for a grown man named Harold? <laughs> No offense to Harold Landry. What are you? Where, where did that come from? Why did it, why is Harold Landry I mean, catching ricochets? Weird. It's weird that Harold Landry's name is Harold, and we just like <laughs> we just overlook it. Like nobody has said a damn word that like oh isn't God. it a little bit weird that a guy who's like in his twenties like is named Harold? Would, would you rather him be Harry? I I look I, Harry is. I, Harry would be, I guess, better than Harold. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like I, I don't. It's just something. Every time I, I hear Harold Landry with the sack, I feel like my, like one of my grandpa's old uh, freaking <laughs> 5 a.m. McDonald's coffee buddies. Like I That's a name a that gets better as time moves on. That's an old person name. Yeah, I'll agree with you there. Anyway, all right. And, and, and look, and, and kind of what you said earlier, about the names that uh that are being thrown out there right now like the people that are like oh, i hate tennessee tickle monsters yeah and here's what the thing what about this name well here's the thing before you start reading them you're allowed to hate them but you have to like in order to get your attendance points for being a titans fan and having a say on this debate you have to have at least one alternative you have to have a, a name of your own that you've come up with that you think, or maybe take someone else's and side, side with them, but you have to have a name that you prefer over that. You can't just say, oh, I hate this idea and not provide a solution, right? I, I think that's fair, but also, but that solution can't be, it, it, it can't be just something that you come up with right there on the spot. Because to you me- You can think about it for as long as you want. The nice thing about the Tennessee Tickle Monsters is it came up organically. It wasn't like, it wasn't like this dude yeah. trying to force the nickname. He just I really said hope it. there wasn't a guy that spent like six hours thinking of nicknames and was like the tickle monsters. That's D the Dylan one. Lane could be a Russian bot for all we know. Like literally just looking to stir things up. Because we know the we know the the Russian intelligence agency is is out there. Like they're not they're not they're not gonna beat us with guns and army and and tanks and everything like that. They're they're beating America by tearing us apart by entering like YouTube comment sections and like getting in like political debates on Facebook like that's how the Russian army is beating us right now and like and destroying the fabric of our country because no one can get along with anything because we live our lives online like this could be part of the Russian army trying to destroy the fabric of America because well, he's tearing the Titans fan base apart. So read some of these names that you've seen that you that you don't so, like. 
I've got a list of names that I have seen, and my goodness, that every single one is so bad. Like, there's a reason Titans fans are not asked for their creative input on a lot of things because, like, they like I don't know. It's just these are so bad. And the, so, as I've seen names suggested on Twitter and on YouTube and uh, Facebook comments throughout the week, I've, I've jotted them down, and I've got a list here. Okay, start off the Broadway Four. Uh, Broadway four, like what? Like that? It, 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 this is a fear defense or a 1950s doo-wop group. You know, you kind of have to have alliteration in there because the purple people eaters, the sure. monsters of the midway, the fearsome foresome, right? All of these great names works. Yes, have alliteration involved. That it one does doesn't. Not, right. The only the only exception to that rule I'd say is tickle monsters. Uh instead of tickle monsters, someone suggested the Music City monsters. See, that's, okay. that checks the box for alliteration, but that's kind of vague. Yeah, I don't know. It's boring. Just, it, it's boring. Exactly. It's boring. It's, it's like a sixth oh, grader nickname. Oh, yes, exactly. Let me think of a fierce name and like uh, apply it to our team. That's a, uh, are you smarter than a fifth grader nickname competition? <laughs> yeah, right, right. And the answer is no, you're not smarter <laughs> than a fifth grader with that nickname. Now, the other option is, uh, is, and this is kind of in the same vein, the Music City Menaces. Uh, menaces doesn't sound right. Yeah, Den I think De menace. I think Dennis the menace. I love the word menace. Like just calling somebody a menace, just like oh, like you, yeah. you're such a menace. I just but menaces. I, right. I've never really heard it plural. And it's like, like we love to like try and force Music City into any nickname that comes about in Nashville. Well, because of the Music City miracle. Well, right, right, right. And that's fine. Like, and that's I get a great, that. that's a great, that's nickname. a great name. That's a great name. But like, let's, name. we shouldn't have multiple music cities when it comes to Titans. Yeah. Then it's kind of overkill. You're right. People yeah. are going to think like, geez, can they come Let one thing be great? Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, Tennessee pit of pain. I'm not even going to address uh, that one. That's that just, that doesn't even deserve to be addressed. Uh, this guy says anything that's not a girlish name. So this guy really wants a manly name. Yeah, yeah right. Oh, yeah, bro. You, oh, oh, dude, you oh, you want to be the Tickle Monsters? What are you, a, a little girl? <laughs> the Tennessee Protein Powders. Oh, yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. Does, does Do the Tennessee Tickle Monsters even lift, bro? <laughs> hey, <laughs> by the way, can you give me a, can you give me a spot? Uh, <laughs> that same guy, it's funny, because that same guy who said anything that's not a girlish name, also suggested the Music City Maulers. All right, now that's probably the best that we've read. Yeah, I I disagree because depending on how you say it, like if you say it aloud, if you say it, like if you're doing anything but reading it, if you're saying it audibly, Maulers sounds pretty girlish. Like like what is this defense going to go to limited two for spaghetti strap cocktail dress and then maybe hit up Claire's to get their ears pierced? Like <laughs> okay. the Maulers, really, dude? Okay, I see. Okay, yeah, yeah. But a lot of violence that... happens at malls sometimes. Well, yeah, maybe in Antioch. Sorry, well, sorry to any listeners. In we've Antioch. probably got a solid listening base in Antioch. Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. I love you. I love but you. But they Antioch. probably know that they're malls. I used to work in Antioch. Yeah, where'd you work at? It was like across Alster. the street from a from a spaghetti. Uh, I mean, from a Sonic and a rundown gas station. So that should limit it. Should okay. that should narrow it down to all of Antioch? I'm sorry. All right, Antioch. We can't help it. Jeez, I'm okay. sorry. That's mean. I look. Go, I haven't lived in Nashville in like five years, so maybe Antioch's beautiful by what's now. What's the next one? Broadway bullies. Um, 
I, I don't like the Broadway nicknames either because there's literally a Broadway in every metropolis in America. Yeah. And I know like Lower Broad is famous for Nashville, but it's also the most touristy part. So like any local should not want a nickname with Broadway in it. Yeah. And like, wasn't the Broad Street Bullies like and that, the hockey and Broad, teams? That's a great point. The Broad Street Bullies. Like that's, that to me is. I feel like it was like a, the, wasn't it the, the Flyers? The Broad yeah, Street Bullies. Yeah, you're. Yes, it was. It was the Broad Street. So that's kind of like already taken and trademarked. Right. Right. So, like, like let's, let's like I don't want it to sound like any other nickname. Uh, but Monsters, if it wasn't taken, that would be good. The, uh, this one, Monsters of the Mid State. This is literally just ripping off the eighty. Yeah, 80s we're we're bears. we're plagiarizing pretty that's hard. Monsters here. of the Midway. That's it's like five. It's like two letters difference. Like, uh, yeah. this one's uh, Tennessee Tyrants. Um. Uh, it'll pass, but I mean, it, it I doesn't have a lot of pop I, to it. I love a good pun, and Tennessee Tyrants is very close to Tennessee Titans, so like I, I respect that. But look, most Tennesseans are gonna have trouble pronouncing this thing. <laughs> like, ten, most Tennesseans have trouble pronouncing Tennessee Titans, so you you know they're gonna struggle with Tyrants. Uh, the Blue Bruisers, that one we're not even trying. We're not even trying with that. the that Blue feels, Bruisers. That feels uh, it's not, but it feels sexual to me. Um, I've seen the 300. Uh, this one isn't bad, I'll admit, because they, apparently this one is, uh, if you take all of the numbers of the uh, defensive front four, it adds up to 300. Too much math, nerd. That's a there nerd is a, nickname. There's a lot of math. but And this one did come from, according to Rhett uh, Bryan, this came from the voice of the Tennessee Titans himself, our uncle, Mike Keith. Yeah. Um, Mike Keith's a smart guy. Almost but, too smart. And, and I do, I respect the Greek tie-in, you know, 300. This is Sparta. And he kicks him into the pit. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I just, it's weird, like, saying, oh, the 300. The 300 sounds like a like a nightclub in downtown, like a rooftop nightclub in downtown Nashville. Like, are you going to the, yeah. you know, the 300 tonight? <laughs> yeah, very clubby. Fog um, when I, you walk in. And then the only one that I've seen that I, I could maybe get behind, uh, and this one, uh, shout out to Hang 10, the apparel company. for. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hang 10's great. I have a ton of their clothes. Hang 10 I want awesome. a give they, I want a giveaway with them recently. Did you really? Yeah, they gave me like an adult large sweater, and I can't wear that. I can. You want to send it to me? <laughs> uh, is it, uh, I, I already gave it away. Damn it, Jack. But it was, I've never won a giveaway. So I was like, you okay, this is girl? awesome. Did you give it to your girlfriend? Yeah, she's got it. Damn it. Jack. She doesn't know any of the players on it. Would you break up with her already? Uh, I just need to date, um, a, you know, a, a former Titans player. I would love to date Drew Bennett. Jeez. You know, we just, really we just jealous. get to talk about the old days. I get really jealous sometimes because Jack will always Instagram story a photo of him at dinner with his girlfriend. And Not I'm like, always. That's like once every six I, I'm always like, this, this could be us, but you playing. Yeah, uh, true. I'm so no, but the You're name that one. Hang Ten uh, pushed out is the Grand Ole Stoppery. I love that. Uh, yeah, I, that's I don't love of, it more than Tickle uh, Monster. Too cheesy for me. Grand Ole Stoppery. Yeah, I think it's I think it's pretty solid. It's you know Grand it's, it's unique. It's creative. It's something that it's better than Blue Bruisers. It's, or, it is the yeah the Blue Bruisers. Uh, that's Music City Maulers like or the S and M nickname. The Tennessee Pit of Pain. Like I I don't know. There's there's like. I suggested the two-tone blue balls because you may come close, but they're not letting you score. That's pretty good. I think we aren't playing off the Cumberland River enough. And Mitch Ferkins would probably agree with me. 
You like the Cumberland River? No, but I mean, I think I think that opens up a whole other box of potential nicknames. Like, what about the River Monsters or the Cumberland River Monsters? And we just have Jeremy. We signed Jeremy Wade. Sounds like a, sounds like a minor league baseball team. Does it does? But so you're <laughs> oh, saying somebody would name thing? it? You're saying like somebody would would take that name and run with it? All, uh, all I'm I don't know. I, like, I feel like there's like Cumberland. If, the Cumberland River is something that we could play into. All I'm saying is, how funny would it be if just like 30 years from now, our grandkids are climbing up onto our laps and they're saying. Grandpa Jack, tell me about what it was like to watch the Tennessee Tickle Monsters. Say like, what, kid? Speak up. Yeah. I'm sorry. I said, tell me what it was like to watch the Tennessee Tickle Monsters because they still hold the NFL record for being the most historic defense in NFL history. So this is my other thing. Why are we trying, why are we rushing to give the Titans a nickname and Titans fans aren't going to love this. They're not going to love what's about to come out of my mouth. Oh, no. Oh, damn. oh, here it comes. Oh, let me guess. Oh, the, the the Music City Miracle was a forward pass. No, no. That was a fun question from the beginning that maybe it's yeah, been taken. Yeah, it was a lot of – oh, I had a blast with that one. Um, Why are we rushing to give, like, a nickname to, like, the 12th best defense in the NFL? <laughs> I mean, like, that's how starved Titans fans are for, like – Oh. just for a, a productive defense a, a defense you don't have to worry about while they're on the field they're well, look, rushing to give like the 12th right. ranked defense in the nfl this nickname <laughs> that will live throughout time it's it's bizarre to me look jack i'll say this <laughs> and that is a great point that is a phenomenal point maybe we shouldn't even give them the tickle monsters nickname maybe we should just not give them a nickname at all but that is look first of all you give a team a nickname that it instills confidence into a team. All right. <laughs> now giving them the nickname tickle monsters may retract some of that confidence, but uh, nevertheless, like it, it, it instills confidence, but it's also Jack. I don't know if you remember this or not, but think all the way back to the year 2020 when this Tennessee Titans had literally zero defense. They had nothing. They like teams, teams recorded fewer yards when they ran in practice against air. All right. They, they like at their walkthroughs, they recorded fewer yards than they did against this Titans defense last yeah, year. It was bad. It was really bad. And this year, not only like, I, I like when you jump up from like the 32nd ranked defense to the 12th, which is still like 12th isn't great, but compared to last year, it's, it's like we're playing with the 85 bears. That's what it feels like in comparison. It's kind of like, you know how like, uh, you know, if like if you stand in a door frame and you press your arms against the door frame, like as hard as you can for like a minute, maybe 30 seconds, you push as hard as you can. And then you walk out of the door frame and your arms just like, it feels like they're floating. It feels like they're floating to the top. You've ever done that? Never in my life have I. You're giving that. me a blank look. Damn it! I, I went out on a limb on that. So one. Wait, 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 hold on. Let me go. Let me. I was really let hoping. Me, let me make sure. Out. Let me make sure I don't know. So, so you're walking in. A, you're you're, you're standing in a, in a door, door frame. frame. Yeah, and you and you press your arms against the door frame as hard as you possibly can. Okay, for like thirty seconds. <laughs> okay. And then you take a step out of the door frame, and it do, it feels like your arms are floating. It's the weirdest feeling in the world. Dude, what? Okay. It, look, I was going out was, on a limb. And, was this at like a high school thing? What, when, when did this yeah, happen for like, you? It, yeah, you just do it at fun, like, I don't know, camp. I don't know. You do it for fun. Like at a, 
what, regardless. All right. But what I'm that saying is, is that like, does not lay in. I don't, I do. I'm sorry. I don't know what you're talking about. What I'm about. saying is this Titans defense was so bad last year. <laughs> they're, they may not be the best defense ever, but compared to last year, it feels like we're floating. Like it feels okay, like there this it is. defense feels like it's, it's, it's a lot better than it is. Yes. Because of how bad last year was. Damn. That okay. That's fair. Worst. No, that, no, that might've no. been the worst analogy I've ever made. On no, that, it's not a bad analogy. It's it's you acting like you normalizing people just shoving their well, arms some against people do it. I don't know. It's probably an age thing. I'm just going to chalk it up as an age. Chalk thing. it up as an age thing. <laughs> Bury it down deep. <laughs> you had like electronics growing up. I like we didn't have the Internet. Uh, yeah. So that, I mean, we, we, we grew up on the GameCube. We weren't that far ahead. Past the times. Yeah. I yeah. But you don't even know Sega Dreamcast. So I know it from um, the dentist office. What? Don't they have that in like the dentist? No, I'm thinking of Atari. Jeez, what a right. dentist do you go to? Right, the dentist, uh, Snodgrass King. When I was growing up, they'd all they have these these games in the room so to keep you distracted from the the terrible pain and the wow, misery Atari? and suffering you were about to go Atari? through. Yeah, Damn. I think so. Uh, Snodgrass, shout out to Snodgrass's son Matt, uh, who uh, went to high school with. God bless and go Bruins. God, um, I did not like any experience in that office. Well, I just I hate the dentist. dentist. Yeah, I was gonna dentist. say it's the dentist. I I went to the dentist last week. No joke, I had a migraine the very next day because of how bad they cleaned my teeth. Oh, like, maybe we nicknamed the Titans front four the dentist office. Now that's terrifying. All right, I agree. Mm, All right, All okay, right. the dentist okay. office. I look the dentists. Yeah. You pull some teeth. <laughs> Jeffrey Simmons, DDS. Oh, damn, dude. All right. All right. Let's we're workshopping that. Yeah, we'll I like play that. Off that sometimes. I like that. Um, but yeah, so I, I think that look, it just feels good to have a defense again. And Harold Landry, 10 plus sacks, first guy to do so since Brian Arakpo. Brian Arakpo, who talk like this. <laughs> he's, he's a cupcake Brian, maker now. This this is a this is a, a an actual quote from Brian Arakpo. We pulled audio of Brian Arakpo saying this. So this is this is his voice. <laughs> that was Brian Arakpo's deal. That was that Brian Arakpo. Have you ever heard Brian Arakpo talk? No, yeah, he sounds like Darth Vader. Yeah, you just did. Yeah. That's what he sounds like because that was bad. All right. Let's get to uh <laughs> Uncle Luke Worsham. Uh, but before we do, let's first get a word from DraftKings. Football fans, who's ready to score some free bets? Now you can when you bet on any NFL game this week with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers who bet just $1 on either team to score can win $100 in free bets. When a team scores, you score. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also get skin in the game with new same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code A to Z Sports. Bet $1 on either team to score and win $100 in free bets if they score. You score with promo code A to Z Sports. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older. Tennessee only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call or text the Tennessee Red Line. 1-800-889-9789. And now let's get to Luke Worsham! Luke Worsham! Luke Worsham! Luke Worsham! Just 
with a topic of what to nickname the defensive line of your Tennessee Titans. We felt like we should turn to the one and only guest with arguably the greatest name uh, of any of the guests that we've ever had. And you know him. He's a he's a friend of the podcast. He is a former co-host of the podcast. He is none other than Luke Worsham. Luke Worsham. Luke Worsham. Luke Worsham. Luke Worsham. Thrilled to hear it again. We got him again. Luke, welcome back to the Tighten Up Podcast, my friend. How are you? I, I I'm great. I will always make time for the podcast that. I have heard is the podcast that makes Titans fans dumber. For, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I will always make time for you guys. The we do. We that uh, thanks. Shout out to uh F Words Pod. Uh, our our uh, look, we haven't officially chosen a Nashville media beef yet. Yeah, whatever happened. I, but my goodness, F Words is taking like the the reins, the, the 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 horns of that bull, and they are trying to rustle it to the ground. Like they they want the beef bad. And so I feel like I mean, yeah, I, I don't know if I want to give it to him, but yeah, we were pretty close to locking it in with Herndon, and then all of a sudden he semi-retires. Whatever. Oh, yeah, that he's means. semi-retired. Now we're trying to recruit him over to our podcast, so <laughs> you know we'll see how that goes. But Luke, you, um, for those that are watching this interview on YouTube.com, uh, you can clearly see for themselves. But Luke, you've had a little bit of a glow up since the last time we've seen you. I don't know what it is. I, I'd like to know as well. <laughs> Is it? I don't know. Like the the five o'clock shadows looking good. I mean, like I, I had a five o'clock. I've had a five o'clock shadow for a year and a half. Yeah, I stopped. I stopped yeah. clean shaving in twenty twenty. Maybe okay. it's the ring light. Do you have a ring light going? Yeah, do you have right a now? ring light? I I have a light, but I feel like I probably had that the last time. Yeah, I, mean, I don't. The last know. time I was here, I sat in this exact seat, wore the same glasses. I, I don't know. I'll tell you Are what you, it is, Austin. Like I, I, I think he, I think he just looks older. Well, he moved. He moved. He moved places, but he was in it. I was in this place last time. I know, but I, I think we just it. have this image of you because the first impressions mean everything in this world, right, Luke? And yeah. he was doing it from his own bedroom with his bed in the background, pretty dimly lit cave-like situation. Now <laughs> he's got all this light coming in, beaming on his radiant face. And, and Luke, here he are, is looking better than ever. Are you older since the last time we got you on the podcast? I think we all are now. That's yeah. a good point. Yeah. True. Okay. Maybe that's it. I don't know. Uh, All right, Luke, let's get into this. Yeah. Let's just, let's, 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 let's take this bull by the horns. <laughs> the Tennessee Tickle Monsters. Yes. Everyone, everyone seems to hate it enough, but nobody's really freaking out about it. I guess some people are on Titans Twitter, Titans Facebook. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Not, there are some people that are freaking out. Some, uh, froking out going on right now. So, <laughs> Let's let's just uh, let, let's go pretty general here. What are your thoughts on the Tennessee Tickle Monsters being the nickname for the Titans front four? I mean, when I first heard it, I thought it was hilarious because like it was it was intended as a joke at first, and then it caught on. And and Justin Graver slash Titans Film Room made that great hype video that was funny. What it, what has happened to me is it's like worn on me. Like from Friday, like Thursday night, Friday. Saturday, Sunday, it was all I saw on Twitter. Like, I saw nothing other than Tennessee Tickle Monsters. <laughs> and, and that was the point where it was like, okay, like, let's find the new joke. Like, joke's funny, but when you tell it 100 times, it sort of loses its luster. Well, yeah. now, hang on, hang on. Not to counterpoint you, but I do feel like a, I agree with you. If a joke, you know, you tell it too many times, it gets old. 
But then if you keep telling it that persistence, it gets <laughs> funny again. It's well, I guess the I'm old, still waiting for that. Come, it's man. the old family guy mantra. Like if you just keep hitting people with the same joke over and over, you know, that's why that's why uh, family guy will hit you with a five minute Conway Twitty video in the middle of an episode. It's like, okay, this is funny. All right. This is getting old now. All right. Wow. It's funny again. And so <laughs> I think that's, I think we just need to keep pushing through this. Uh, it's getting old phase and then it'll get funny again. That's like why I tweeted during the game that I was considering muting the word tickle on Twitter <laughs> so that I didn't have to see it anymore. Like, Maybe yeah, a word that should have been muted just... like long before the tickle monsters. Uh, I, I, what I do have muted is I have muted every word related to politics so that I never get political tweets. Oh, it is, it was the smart. greatest change of my life. Yeah, I was going to say I should uh, do that. Damn. Yeah, uh, Tickle Monsters, it was funny at first. And what is, what's also amusing is like how angry people have gotten over right. this. It's like, and and then like we were talking about this, me and Austin Stanley on the morning show this morning, that have, there's been this new effort by the people who don't like it, where it's like, now there has to be another nickname. So let's force one. Like, yes. like I said this morning, like the Sixth Avenue serial killers, you know, like <laughs> just these stupid names that are being come up with to like try to, you know, like jam the puzzle piece in. Yeah. Did you, uh, do you have a, a, a leader in the pack for the dumbest name? Um, no, I mean, I like Broadway bullies. I think that would have worked yeah. if that had been the initial. How one. about but the it, Cumberland yeah. River Monsters? Yeah. I, I just like the tickle monsters. I think it's funny. Tickle like it. monsters, tickle monsters is perfect because it's it, it came up organically and it's so funny. And there's no other defense in the history of the NFL that has anything similar. But Broadway, also, Broadway you, bullies is like okay, you had the Broad Street bullies uh, yeah. in um, uh, what was it? What was that a baseball nickname? I think the uh, and then like monsters of the Music City. There's monsters, monsters of, the of the Midway. Yeah, you know, like it's it, like everyone's like trying to. The worst one I saw. Someone was like. What about Tenacious D? And then we could get maybe Don't Jack like Black to do stuff. And it's like, what? Yeah, no, no, like no. now you're forcing stuff. It, it kind of has to be. You remember the chain gang with, with KVB, Javon Kurtz, Albert Hainsworth, yes. and Tony Brown? And they had you set a chain on the sidelines. They need to kind of bring a prop into the mix where we can, you know, make it easier on us to give them a nickname. But Luke, I saw Jeffrey Simmons. I think it was Jim Wyatt who asked him what he oh, thought Jim. about it. He he wasn't a big fan of the Tickle Monsters. Have any of the other players been asked about this? What have you heard in there? Yeah, so uh, your uncle Jim Wyatt asked uh, Jeff Simmons about that yesterday, and he was like, no, I don't like that. It's it's too nice, and we're not a nice group. Um, Ola Adani tweeted that he thinks it's funny. It's very funny. Um, a big, big Bud Dupree like liked an Instagram post that talked about it. So we know he's on board. Yeah, that counts. In, in today's day and age of social media, that counts as an endorsement. Just just constantly refreshing Bud Dupree's likes on Twitter to see if he's <laughs> used a nickname that he likes. And then today on Thursday, uh, John Glennon, also an uncle of the pod, yes. asked, uh, asked uh, Danico Autry what he thought about it. And it was funny because they bring out Autry and he's not much of a talker, doesn't have a huge personality. And I asked Jim, I was like, you gonna, you gonna ask Autry about the Tickle Monsters? And Jim was like, nope, I got what I needed out of Simmons on that one. We're gonna move on now. <laughs> and Kaharski was like- Classic, classic Jim. Actually, why don't, why don't nobody ask about the Tennessee Tickle Monsters? Why don't we just all stop talking about it? That's classic Kaharski. That, that is, oh my God. You could have, in fact, you didn't even have to say who that was. And I would have been like, yeah, that's Kaharski. <laughs> and then of course, John Glennon being the, uh, 
the, the poker of the bear that he is, we, you know, we ask our questions that we have for Autry, like he didn't do it to, you know, take someone's actual work away. But when there was a lull, Glennon goes, so what do you think about Tickle Monster? <laughs> and that, that like everyone like on our side of the fence just starts like uncomfortable laughing. Yeah, right. It was so funny. And, and then, of course, you know, Autry, Autry said, uh, he's like, it's something. I think he said, it's something else. Yeah. That's that, that all he had to say. Look, leave it to the guy who will go undercover uh, at a Nashville nightclub uh, to to ask the question, to have the, the guys who have the stones, the gonads, to ask Danico Autry his thoughts on the, the that tickle was a, monster. That was a great movie. episode. I listened to that on my way into a training camp practice. He Oh, thank you. <laughs> Got out that. Uh, make he, sure you yeah. rate, rate, review, and subscribe. Uh, and he ran into Jeff Fisher. The funniest part about it, he ran into Jeff Fisher at the same nightclub <laughs> while he was trying to co- kind of cover Pac-Man's tracks. Right, That's right. So. Speaking of Fisher, I feel like he would be a guy who would be all for Tickle Monsters. Like, I feel like he would be a guy that would, oh. like, well, embrace so it. He's uh, he's being inducted into the Ring of Honor on Sunday, which in all likelihood means he will be made available to the media. Oh, here we go. Luke, Luke, do it, Luke. Luke, you got to do it. You got to do it. You got to do it, Luke. I would if I had if I had an inclination that he knew what that was. That, look, it may be even better that he doesn't. Though. That all you have to do is preface it. You say, uh, "Hey, coach, uh, you know, some people online have been, you know, pushing for this Titans defense to be nicknamed the Tennessee Tickle Monsters." What are your thoughts? Boom! There you go. There you that, go. I, I will say, with Jeff Fisher, I feel like he would have something fun to say about that. He would be all for it because look, if there's any coach that lives online nowadays, it's Jeff Fisher. Like the dude is so he's been made so self-aware since the since he joined Twitter and it's it's great to see he would probably have a phenomenal quote on it. Oh, yeah, the pickle I monsters. Think, I, don't, oh, I don't think yeah. I don't think he's tweeted it and I don't think he's tweeted until he like removed himself from the John Gruden foolishness. Yeah, right. probably yeah. safe. Probably yeah, safe. It's probably, take a yeah, right. Yeah. What do you think you would say though? Fly fishing. Oh, the tickle monsters. I love it. We used to have a good defense. Uh, oh, the tickle uh, monsters. Oh. Yeah. Uh. I would like to, I, you know, if we had some guys that would tickle back in my day, probably still be employed. Uh, you know, like he makes some sort of joke. I hate Jerry Goff. Uh. <laughs> That's the funniest thing off of this, too, is like um, the fans will be like, you know, uh, Trevor Simeon's getting ticklish back there. Like, oh, yeah. Sorts of There's planes. so much content oh, made yeah. available. Like if we, you know, look, if, if we nickname them the Broadway bullies. Oh, cool. Broadway bullies, you know, but like if if they're actual, like we actually all agree, their nickname is the Tickle Monsters. There's so much content to be had on the internet, and it would be so funny. And look, and here's my whole take on the whole thing. And I, I shared it at the top of the episode, but I, I look, I, I feel like I need to tell you, like people like to say, like, oh, Tickle Monsters, it's silly, which that I can't argue, it is very silly. But like they they like to say that like. It's 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 girlish or it's not manly enough, and it's like. But that's all, why it's funny. But but yes, and I agree with you there. I agree with you. But for the people that don't have a sense of humor, that are, are extreme stick in the muds, to them I would say, look, tickle monsters. There is nothing in this world more terrifying than being tickled. <laughs> like, think about it. Like, what's like when someone comes chasing at you with the uh, with their with their wiggly fingers? 
Is there anything more terrifying than that? No, there, no. there can't be. Yeah. I would rather get stabbed <laughs> than get than get tickled. Like I would, I would legitimately, <laughs> I, would, I would legitimately. There's nothing more terrifying. And and Luke, you threw out an option in our in our group chat. I'm not going to say it on. Yeah, on the that's podcast. a tough look. There's a reason it was in the chat and not spoken out. Yeah. Loud. it's very funny. I will give you that, Luke. You were very funny, uh, but I will not say it in, in just in, uh, because we don't want to get canceled. But uh, speaking but- of hard hitting running backs, Luke, um, there are th- so so we're at a point in the fantasy season where a lot of bye weeks are popping up. Injuries have happened. Yes. Uh, people I've are trying to, to. I've gone zero and two these last two weeks because of that. I know, I, I know, and, and people are trying to tread water. Let's play a game of start bench cut, fantasy okay. edition. Ooh, good game, good game. Is this like F Mary Kill? Yes. Yes, exactly okay. like F Mary Kill. Um, so you've got Deontay Foreman. Okay. Adrian Peterson. Okay. Jeremy McNichols, fantasy okay. style. This is not you know who's producing for the Titans, who's. Who, who's more valuable, you know, between the 20s, whatever whatever you want to talk about there. But just strictly fantasy football, start bench cut with those three, I, go. I like how we're asking the guy who admittedly just went 0-2 in fantasy for his fantasy yeah. advice. But, yes, what do you got? Uh, are we talking, like, for this week or until the end of the season? Um, let, Let's go – to the end of the season, or, or till okay. Henry comes back, because if, if it's it before the week, end of the season, we would we would be cutting Jeremy McNichols because he's concussed and probably won't play. Okay. Um, okay. Rest of the season, that's tough because I think we have still yet to see the role shake out between Adrian Peterson and Deontay Foreman. I would start Peterson if for no other reason than he seems to be their short yardage guy, and that's where you get the touchdowns. And if Deontay Foreman is not going to be that guy for them, I don't foresee him getting enough production on like first and second down runs just ordinarily to be worth anything in fantasy wise, but Peterson will get you those touchdowns. So I'd probably start Peterson. I would, uh, I would cut McNichols. I mean, he's done nothing with Henry out and now he has a concussion and I did. Uh, I I bench Deontay Foreman. No, there's a little. Uh, I think that you could consider. You know, without McNichols being available this week, you know they throw to the running back fairly often in this offense. Uh huh. Would you say Foreman has the most to gain in, in that regard? In terms of receptions. Yeah, just catching the ball. Maybe you're in a PPR league. Uh, I don't know. I feel like McNichols is still probably the preferred option there. We just. Well, without McNichols, I'm saying. I think a lot of people were excited about McNichols when Henry went out. It was like, hey, you know, he's played very well in a limited role, get to see what he does with more opportunities, and it's been, like, less than it was with Henry out there. Yeah. Luke, what's your uh, what's your take on the offense as a whole? Because I feel like a lot of people – and, look, this is kind of – you know how we, we joke all the time about first-world problems. Yeah. I feel like – like Titans fans right now are dealing with first place problems because there's they can't nice. decide on. I mean, it's the whole reason why Tickle Monsters uh, beef has grown to the heights that it has is because like there's really nothing to complain about. But you know, people like to get nitpicky when the Titans, you know, maybe only put up 23 points against the Saints. Uh, they like to say, oh well, the offense is is looking a little sluggish or not. They're not quite the same beast they were without Derrick Henry, which I think was we all per. We all yeah. expected, um, but what is your take for overall for this offense? And 
Like, do you think it's it's something that they just need to find their footing without Derrick Henry lined up in their backfield? Or, or is this just what we should expect the rest of the season? I do. I do think that, that they need to find their footing because when they lost Henry and then subsequently Julio Jones for the foreseeable future as well, I think they lost their explosiveness. And I think it would be unfair for us to expect them to go out and have, you know, multiple 25, 30 yard plays every week, unless it's AJ Brown producing those. But what doesn't have to be lost, the, the explosiveness might be gone, but the efficiency can still be there. And that's what I don't think we've seen over the last two weeks. They've been pretty good in short yardage and in the red zone. But first and second down, they haven't been great. They haven't consistently moved the ball. They've looked out of sync, not in a rhythm. And I think part of that is they're still probably under a fog, under a haze from, uh, you know, not having Derrick Henry. Now, we had uh, Teron Davenport on the No Nonsense podcast this week, and he made the comment. He said, step number one to fix that is don't play the Saints or the Rams anymore, right? Because the Rams have Aaron Donald and, and that incredible secondary with Jalen Ramsey and the Saints were the number one running defense in the league so like that that plays a a role in this certainly the fact that uh, the talent of the two defenses they just played uh, but the rhythm needs to improve and I think that that falls on the shoulders of Ryan Tannehill who you know Todd Downing made the comment about him today said that it's a shame that his stats aren't indicating the type of season he's had. And I would agree with Downing that, that Tannehill's been better than the stats, but I'm, I'm getting concerned with the ta- with the interceptions with Tannehill three weeks in a row that a really ill-advised interception from him. Um, but, but I think it is going to be his job to get this rhythm back because as Vrabel said, when I asked him about Tannehill on Monday, we, that means the Titans, go as he goes. Yeah. Um. You know, as the season moves along, uh, conversations develop. And, and when, when you're talking about the Pro Bowl, um, I think a lot of Titans fans are excited this year. Realistically, how many Titans do you think could get into that Pro Bowl? I wrote about this yesterday, and I, I say three. I think it's Bayard, Landry, and Simmons at this point. That's it. I think Autry – the problem with Autry is he's had, like, three really explosive games. No Kevin Bayard? Did I? I said uh, I meant. Uh, did I? Did you say Bayard? Bayard, Landry, and Simmons okay. was what I meant to say. I'm not yeah. sure what actually came out. So, <laughs> so what I'm saying is Autry's problem is he's had like three explosive games, and then a lot of games where uh, he's making an impact, but in terms of the Pro Bowl and that individual accolade, I don't think he's just quite reached that status yet, but. Landry has more sacks than everyone other than TJ Watt. Simmons has the most sacks of all the in- inside guys. And outside of Trayvon Diggs, Byard has the most picks in the yeah. league. All three of those guys um, have been outstanding. As you may know, we on this podcast started a campaign to get Saffold laid, to get Roger Saffold into Hawaii. Um, I, I know that there's been some injuries along the way this season with him, but I want to ask you about not only him, but what are the chances? Because we're we're heading into what week eleven? Yes. And Derrick Henry is still tied for the the mm-hmm. the lead in the in, in rushing are yards you in the ask NFL. About Derrick getting in the Pro Bowl. <laughs> I yeah. mean, it could it happen? Because, well, because 
So I went to vote the other day and he was not an option to vote. Oh, really? Oh, that's mean. That that's, seems kind of rigged. He, he leads the NFL in rushing yards right now. I know, because I was going to vote for him. I, Does, I was on the same page as y'all with this. Yeah. Does Jonathan Taylor pass him in rushing yards this week? I think so, because he yeah. needs one. He needs one yard. <laughs> <laughs> what if he doesn't, though? Huh? If he doesn't, then I think you'll have a lot but, of Then should we put Derek fans. back on the ballot? He, sure. Derek should be on the ballot as things are. I don't know why okay. he's not. Now, Luke, I know, I know, uh, you know, in, 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 in terms of NFL writers and, 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 and people who cover the Titans, uh, you, you know, you, there, you still, compared to the other, other journalists, you kind of have to earn your stripes a little bit, but do you have right now, as we stand today, do you have any pool to get Saffold laid? Like, do you have any inside to get our, get Roger Saffold laid? That's such a bizarre question. Why? Well, it, it, what do you mean? It's L E I D. Yeah. What are you thinking, dude? L E I D, which stands for. Uh, do you not know what laid? Like you get it laid? Like you when you go to Hawaii, Honolulu, you get There you go. No, oh, Luke, we're not geez. asking you to do anything oh weird. Gosh. <laughs> Got to earn his stripes and a dictionary. <laughs> Look, I love Roger Saffold. He's he's going to be quoted in this column that I'm writing in an hour. But okay. He's been in and out. He's been hurt. So you don't I, think you can get him laid? I don't. I don't think he deserves to be laid. No. Oh wow, man. His wow. wife probably begs to differ. Last year, sure. Yeah. I, last year, I'd have thrown him in there. But yeah, the the, the injury stuff being it, like this offensive line hasn't had a full game together, and part of he's part of the problem of that. Yeah. So you're saying it it, it would be really hard. I mean, I guess it would suit him well that you only play like a quarter in the Pro Bowl. Like, I think he'd be able to do that. But it's been a problem for him finishing games, as it has for Lawan and Jones. Um, Davis has been out. Quesenberry's the only one that's been in there the whole time, I think. Yeah, Although he he did, uh, technically he had to come out for a play because he had a helmet issue, I think. Um, But he was out for like a play. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, so, so through this win streak, right? Titans fans are used to being hurt. There's PTSD from past losses and games they, sh- you, you know, should win. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of fans last week had the idea that, okay, they probably, you, you know, the tanks running on E um, just emotionally after such a, a, a long win streak against, you know, five straight or heading into last week, it was four straight uh, teams that made the playoffs in the previous season. And the Saints seemed like that team that would maybe jump up and, and give them some problems. Now, thanks to the Saints kicker, the Titans survived just barely. But, I, I mean, looking at the Titans' schedule ahead, because, you know, up until this point, they've had the hardest schedule in the NFL. Now they have the easiest schedule of all 32 teams in the NFL. Yep. Um, where is a point where you see them getting tripped up? Because, I, I mean, let's be honest. I don't know that it's the Houston Texans this week. Well, well, hold on. But you do have to factor in the fact that kind of, as you said, Jack, they're this team, like every Titans fan knows that like when the Titans string together a good streak of games, then the Titans do have a, what we call a quote unquote Titans game where they lose to a team. They have no business losing to cough, cough, the New York jets cough. Like, so it's like, we're (laughs) not like unfamiliar to that. Even this season alone. 
that's a more than fair point. I mean, I've I've been on that for the last two years because it's been such a variable thing. But I, I I thought last week had the potential to be that game. You know, Trevor Simeon, no Alvin Kamara. Right. You know, they're using thirty two year old Mark Ingram. I know the run defense is good, but like, you know, the Saints weren't anything to write home about. And they went in and took care of business. And it wasn't pretty, but they got the job done in a game that I feel like in the past would have been that letdown game. I I think that we we should continue to keep our eyes open, even though I do think that win over the Saints proved that they've matured. Um, and I wrote that after the game and, and matured in that regard specifically. I just don't see it being the Texans. I think they yeah. they're just so the the, the Texans have no hope with which the Jets do, right? Jets had the hot commodity at head coach with Robert Sala. They've got this rookie quarterback that hadn't played a lot, but you know, he did some nice things, especially against the Titans. And, you know, they got Corey Davis. Like they've they've got some exciting things. The Texans are have nothing to be exciting about. Their one good player is Brandon Cooks, and he wanted out of town apparently at the trade deadline. So like They've got the Sean Watson stuff. Hey, like, I just see very little chance of this being really a very close game just because of the the off-the-field things with the Texans. Yeah. Now, this is a question not just for Luke, but for the room. Uh, when you were watching the Saints game on Sunday, you, you brought up Mark Ingram. Does, like, Mark Ingram wearing number 14. Weird. Bizarre. Did he look slimmer? Did, like, he, to me, he looked like, younger he looked younger wearing number 14 i he kind of had i think 14 gives him a little bit of the glow up kind of like I, the luke warsham glow up did you I change numbers luke? yeah luke are you wearing number 14 right now i'm i'm not wearing number 14 right okay. now. okay no. all right i just i hate the new number rule i wish they would have left it the way it was oh jeez you're such a curmudgeon luke i know luke how what are you aren't you gen x aren't you a gen xer z or Gen Z, I mean, that's what I meant. Yeah, Gen Z. You see, so you're a Gen Zer. You more than anyone should be all for like new cool things. And here you are. You're like, nah, I don't like the new number rule. Luke, and no, Luke's the type of guy who says, "I was born in the wrong generation." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Luke, yes. come on. You're supposed to fight on behalf of like the the cool things in the NFL, like the, um, against the 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 ridiculous norms that we were we've grown up with. Blaine Bishop started calling me the old man on Monday. So. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Blaine's saying it. And Blaine played for like the like the Tennessee Oilers. That right there, if he's saying it, then you know, like, okay, I need to start taking this to heart a little bit. You know, Jack, you asked a second ago. I, I didn't answer your whole question. You asked, like, where could the trap be? And I don't yeah. know if there's necessarily a trap. I think New England's playing really, really yeah. well right now. Five and one, I think, in their last six or something like that. Uh, going to Foxborough, I, I think that's going to be a really big challenge for this Titans team and, and more of a challenge than at this point a lot of fans are making it out to be. Revenge game for the uh, playoffs, you know. They're still looking for that to avenge that 2019 loss. Because we pretty much – is still looking for his first win over Mike Brabel. He's 0-2 right now. I love yeah, Luke's technique step. of answering a question from two questions ago. You know, like <laughs> he doesn't you know, forget like, though. Uh, like, no, he doesn't. He doesn't like credit to him. He doesn't forget the question. He just answers it two questions. Oh, later. Luke, why can't Randy Bullock make the Pro Bowl? Justin Tucker. Oh. Because Don't I thought more than one kicker. I thought the same thing. Nope, one yep. for each conference. That's not Damn. enough. Okay. Well, okay. Tucker. Well, what about this? 
could Randy Bullock make the Pro Bowl in Roger Saffold's place as a lineman? (laughs) If Randy Bullock makes a 67-yard field goal, then we can put Randy Bullock in. Oh, no, no, no. I don't know. I don't want him at kicker. I want him at left tackle. Yeah, come on. He's got the body type. Right? You talk about NFL bodies. That's Randy Bullock. That is Randy Bullock. Randy Bullock has a as an offensive guard's body trapped inside a, a kicker's height. Yeah, Randy think, Bullock could be a goal line running back in this league. I did see a great tweet the other Randy day. Randy Bullock somehow looks fatter than Mark Ingram. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> the tweet was at someone who has been out of shape about they both wear 14. And they were like, so we can say fat Randy and that's okay, but tickle monsters is too far for you. Like <laughs> You should ask Randy what he thinks about being called Fat yes. Randy. I wonder if he's been asked. Surely he has. I don't know. I feel like I don't it's know kind I've of ever a, spoken to him. The only times they made him available were on the road. Huh. Well, next time you get to talk to Randy, maybe it's a bye week. Tell him that we want to know. We put out some homework for Kayla Anderson last week to uh, clarify how to pronounce Nick Westbrook Aquina's last name because people are still calling him Aquina. Yeah, and we got to the bottom of it on the podcast with him. Yeah. And, you know, you still hear Mike Keith and all the guys who are in with, you know, who are in the building still saying Akina. Uh, we right. we got to get that to change. We got to figure out if Randy Bullock likes being called Fat Randy. Yeah. My homework is also to ask Jeff Fisher about TTM. Yes. That's good true. point. That's yeah, true. You've got, you've got is, a lot on your plate. You that gotta, is true. Yeah. Nick Westbrook Akina uh, corrected me after a 25 minute in conversation with him. Uh, corrected me with how I was pronouncing it the entire 25 minutes at the very end. He was like, by the way, you're pronouncing it wrong. And I, so for, like, I felt like we were breaking news at that point, but I guess, I guess no one in the media listens to this damn podcast or else they would know how to pronounce his damn name. So we stick with Nick or NWI. That there, that's how you can be safe. Well, yeah, that's what we do. I think the only time that's happened to me in a player is I was talking to, uh, Matthias Farley during training camp and it's I think it's actually technically like Matthias like that you you actually say the th it's like Matthias Farley I kept calling him Matthias like Matthias Ekholm sure right as you should yeah the Swedish fish I'm like hey Matthias I appreciate it and I'm like that's not his name like I didn't even have to like no one corrected me I just did it and I'm like yeah that that's definitely not his name if only everyone had a name as easy to say as Luke Worsham, Luke Worsham, Luke Worsham, Luke Worsham, Luke Worsham, Luke, dude. Uh, I, well, actually, Jack, I didn't even check with you. Are you out of questions for Luke? Yeah, no, I am. Yeah. All right. Luke, Luke, Luke Worsham, like, you, well, you, I, I, I'm really I never out of questions for Luke, but I, I hear a, a lot of constraint. Uh, Worsham, like Worsham. Who says it? Who says it? Her. Name names. Name names. Uh, I can't think. I, I don't remember. I have heard Worsham before. That's Worsham. wrong. Worsham. Oh. Luke, we, will, we will go to the end of the earth to make sure that they're pronouncing your last name right. Yeah, it's not like we don't – it's not for lack of us not saying it enough times on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Luke, Luke, thank you for taking the time to join us. Uh, we want to know – you know, we asked Kayla uh, Anderson last week for her skincare regimen. With your glow up, we might need to be asking you instead for your skincare technique. My skincare uh, regimen is – Old Spice body wash. Okay. Write that down. It's getting cold. Yeah. Okay. So what is it? Avion water and Old Spice Uh, body wash. Old Spice swagger is what I use. No, he probably. Oh, I have the same one. It smells like After like eight years. Yeah, but you you bathe in like Voss bottled water, don't you? (laughs) 
I bathe and you whatever. just fill you just fill a bathtub full of vomit. I don't bathe in the same thing you do because you're in Chicago, but like, yeah. like me and Jack, it might be coming from the same source here. Yeah, the water here's true. a little harder. There's not as many Instagram influencers up here in Chicago as there are. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Luke, dude, thanks for joining us. You're the man. We appreciate yeah. you as always. Absolutely. There are no flags on the field. It's a miracle. Let me say a quick word about the Ridge. It's located off Charlotte Avenue and 54th Avenue in Sylvan Park. And let me tell you, they do barbecue right. The Ridge is known for its originals on the menu. They've got a Chicano sandwich, the Riginator. It's pulled pork brisket or, or smoked chicken with mac and cheese on top. And with sandwiches like these, it's no surprise that the Ridge lays claim to one of the most unique menus in Nashville. It's not all barbecue either. They've got burgers, catfish, uh, bologna sandwiches. They, they've got healthy options like salads and stuff as well. It's a great place to watch a game. Nothing goes with football like the Ridge's fabulous game day wings. I'm talking succulent people. You can even wash them down at their attic bar with a couple of cold ones. The best part is if you tell them that A to Z Sports sent you, they'll receive a 10% discount on your entire order. Download the Ridge app to access their curbside contactless delivery to safely enjoy Nashville's best barbecue. Don't spend extra money on Uber Eats or Postmates or whatever you do. Download the Ridge app if, you are, if you're a barbecue fan. Head to the Ridge this weekend if you want to get out of the house to watch some football, maybe college basketball. We've got options, people. Hockey now um, with some great food and a beer or two. When you go, because I know you will, make sure to tell them that A to Z Sports sent you. All right. Well, uh, look, it, this is a Thursday night that we're recording this and uh, hopefully a Thursday night that we are dropping this. We're going to drop it uh, as soon as we can. Yes. Uh, we want to thank you guys for your patience uh, in this podcast coming out again. Jack nearly died this week. I want you to thank Elliot in the movie E.T. when they were in, under quarantine. Like that was Jack. That, actually, no, think E.T. in the movie E.T. when they're under quarantine. Yeah, he came pretty close. Just white faced, like could barely move the plant. I have a plant in my office that lets me know how Jack is feeling. And it was wilting this week. OK, yeah, like verbal meme. It's like um, dry SpongeBob. Yeah, I need it. That was like <laughs> me wanting to do the podcast. That was Jack. That was Jack this week. So and he said, look, I don't think I can go today. And I said, look. You take the time you need. The Tuppers will understand. If anyone understands, it's this listening audience because you guys are phenomenal. And you uh, can also make fun of me and I won't be sad about it. No, it is true. And in, in fact, Jack, uh, I want to uh, I want to give a, a I want to give a shout out to our guy at B or not at but B Shaw 3C iTunes user B Shaw 3C. Oh, the, we got a review. We got ourselves a review, boys. Uh, this is actually, we're actually a couple weeks ago, um, but we just saw it this week. Uh, the subject of the review is here for the bad puns and rants. That's us, Jack. That's, that's uh, us. I mean, that's us to a T. There's no better explanation. Look, if F Words Pod wants to say we're the podcast that makes people dumber, I'd say the better explanation is the bad puns and rants podcast we've got worse puns than they do that's for sure that's yeah dude yeah get on our level f words pod uh the the b shaw writes keep it up guys love the content the wit 
and then he says five and a half stars for Tup and negative 0.5 for Buck. Look, all we That's ask for that, all we ask for is f- like four and a half stars for us and 0.5 stars for Buck. My man B. Shaw went even further. He said five and a half stars to tighten up podcast and negative a half star for Buck. Shout That's out to the B. best Shaw. review we've ever gotten. Without I love question. you. Love you, B. Shaw. Look, take the 15 seconds to rate and review this podcast. It helps us out tremendously, and it helps to grow the podcast, helps us to get even better and have more fun. And the bigger the community, the more fun we all have, especially on game days. On Titan Sundays, it is a blast tweeting and 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 following the game along with all of you. So the uh, so we highly encourage you, take the 15 seconds like B. Shaw 3C did. And just scroll down to the bottom of the podcast page. Just enter in a, a, a review real quick. Just say four and a half stars for the, the tighten up idiots and uh, 0.5 stars for Buck. That's all, that's all you need oh, to do. Asking. Now, Jack, it's Texans hate week. And it's been a while since we've done this, mainly because the Texans have been quite possibly the most irrelevant team in the NFL. Austin, I'm at a point where I don't even know if I hate the Texans anymore. I kind of just <laughs> love what's going on down there. I, 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 I like cherish the Texans at this yeah, point. Yeah, right, right. No, it's, it's I, I mean, it's a fair, that's a fair take, Jack, because it's like out of sight, out of mind. And let me tell you, there's no team more out of sight than the Texans. You look, the Tennessee well, Titans. Unless, unless you're the law, unless you're law enforcement or the FBI, then you're oh, very geez. much in, in sight. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's right. Oh, my goodness. Oof. The, <laughs> just shout out to Sean Watson. Uh, if you are, um, if you're the Tennessee Titans sitting in first place, you look in your rearview mirror, the Texans are so far behind you, you can't even see them anymore. And and that's with the mirrors that say objects in mirror may seem closer than they appear, which means they're even further back, okay? This Texans team is so far behind you, so they are out of sight and out of mind. So I get you when you say, yeah, I you know, like I don't even know if I hate them anymore. But let me let me assure you, we still hate them. We do. We still hate the Texans. They they want to try and like claim that they're the they they're the Oilers when they're not. Like, dude, your franchise started like six years ago with David Carr. Do you forget that already? So we like to do a segment on this podcast called Laughing at the Texans. And it's been a while since we've done this. Yeah, you know, because and I feel like the reason for that is the Texans don't surprise us anymore. You know, no. like like they they used to when Bill O'Brien was there, he'd make a wild trade or, or 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 say something really dumb or just look ugly with a butt chin, and we could laugh at him. Right, right. That now they they so just funny. they try and just go so far under the radar. They like you said, you can't see them, you can't hear them, and that's disappointing for me because I liked when they made horrendous mistakes. Like we're talking the history of the NFL, they're making some of the worst decisions and mistakes on a weekly monthly basis yeah and and now we get nothing from them we used to say bill o'brien's chin dimple was like a black hole and what do black holes do they suck (laughs) and they get the most boring quarterback in davis mills now it's uh, it's hard to make fun of them like part of me wonders if like that like we weren't lying like maybe bill o'brien's chin dimple actually is a black hole and he sucked the entire franchise into it and so that why, like, they're they're probably screaming their heads off, but we can't hear a damn thing because you can't hear someone scream in space. Like, they they are so they, 
they somehow are sucked into a, a black hole and they're like in that like time loop thing that you saw in Interstellar. You remember like when- Oh, uh, that movie. Yes, here's a movie I saw. I oh my gosh, hate thank Interstellar. You. Yes, yes, Interstellar yes. stinks. Hey. Give I it thought, up for give it up for Jack Gentry, everyone. I, I also finally, saw ET. We talked we about have, ET. Look, we are what eighty nine episodes into this podcast, and we have finally made a movie reference that Jack Gentry. Do you has like Interstellar? I love Interstellar. Oh, too I confusing. Think. Hated it. I, well, I don't understand it. You yeah, didn't ask me yeah, if I understood. Okay, it. okay perfect. Okay. <laughs> All right, but go on with your reference. So th that's like Matthew McConaughey when he's like floating in that like grid of like time, where like time, like you time is like four dimensional. Somehow. And he's like trying to like talk to his daughter through like the bookcase. Yes, yeah, and he's he's and he's doing the bookshelf, and the dust yeah. is falling. Like that's that to me is where the Texans are. Like the the Texans. I mean, the Titans are just sitting in their room petting their like like the oh man we're going double double uh reference here like uh wolverine sitting in their bed just just stroking their photo of derrick mm -hmm. henry and all of a sudden they look up and they see like the bookshelf just moves a little bit and they're like what is that and they're like did i do that they're like texans is that you <laughs> and, and and they're like is that is that the Texans? And the Texans are meanwhile on the other side are like, ah! They're begging, ah, they're like, look at me, look at me. Titans, I need your help. We're, we got sucked in Bill O'Brien's gin. <laughs> and that's, and that's, that's where we're at with this. That's the current state of the Texans. That's where right the now. Texans are right now. So Jack, in honor of that, let us now bring back our favorite segment, laughing at the texans do you remember how to do this it's been a while since we've done it yeah i, I gotta knock the dust off here okay <clears throat> all right here we go i hope you can do it too with uh i know sickness. it may sound ugly here we go <laughs> that is the best thing oh we do gosh. oh i think i just burned like like a hundred calories i know i have to go gargle salt water after that all right uh look uh shout out to jared stillman's dad i hope he's uh overly i hope he's not overly nervous that the titans are going to uh, lose this week funny laughing at the texans mention here sure dylan cole remember the guy we talked about the guy who forced the fumble against the saints that kind oh, of yeah. turned the game around yeah his best moment came as a houston texan dylan cole in 2017 against the tennessee titans had his, had his first pick and it actually turned out to be a, a pick six and his first sack against the titans in a texans uniform right and so yeah. what do they do with guys who produce for them and um, <laughs> look, look like, you know, prospects look like guys that could maybe change the franchise around. They cut them. Yeah. They, they, or, they cut or, them. or they, or they trade them to the Cardinals in return for David Johnson. Although listen to all, listen to all that went wrong for Dylan Cole. So uh, following the Titans win, um, he then while making a pick against the Browns hurt his hamstring, but then after that dislocated wrist torn ACL I mean, the guy, he's had a back injury, like, and then um, the Titans find him. And, of course, he the first play he makes 
it is a huge one. I was going to say, if he if he's often injured, I mean, look, the Titans is the best place for him. <laughs> yeah. Although, I don't know. He, he's not going to get much attention. How many guys on the medical staff do they have? Like, how does that work? The Titans. With so many guys know. to cater to medically. You could are go they staffed for that? You could walk the aisles of like a veterinarian clinic and not find as many injured puppies as the Titans have on their roster. Yeah. To your reference earlier, it is kind of like a mash clinic, right? It really is. It's Mashville. Yeah. The, nice. uh, the, uh, all right, let's get, speaking of, uh, injured and, and dead people, uh, let's, let's get kill to some the people MVP death pool. So Jack and I started this thing the week before t- Derek Henry went down with an injury thinking it was going to help Derek Henry, the MVP death pool, like guys who were going to get killed off each week on Derek Henry's way to an MVP award. Yeah, it killed him. Now, so many people have gotten killed off in the MVP death pool that it might be possible for Derrick Henry to still win MVP. But and that's kind of what happens when you play with the dark arts, right? You you yeah. never know what you're gonna get, and it's probably gonna bite you at some point. Yeah. But like the powers, the power it gives you is too good to give up. So you can't get out. You don't know when to get out of the dark right. arts game. And that's what happened when Derrick Henry got hurt. Right. It's like uh it's like the end of Aladdin. Is that a movie you've seen? No, never seen Aladdin. Damn it. Oh, you got to be kidding me. Yeah, I know. I, I know. Sure. I get, this is I, like, the one, I, I thought for sure. This is the yeah. most popular movie I haven't seen. Aladdin. Yeah. <laughs> like, have you seen Lion King? Yes. Love okay. Lion King. All right. Jeez, I can't believe I was like, oh, Aladdin. This is for Yeah, you're sure. just going to list movies every episode. I was well, on a roll too, and now I'm going to get slandered like, for Aladdin. I'm not going like, oh, have you seen Donnie Darko? I know. No, I know. I'm like saying, like, have you seen Aladdin? Like, I'm I going, just haven't I'm, heard good things about Aladdin, man haven't heard good things about it what the dude robin williams dude like it's a it's a great movie uh so anyway no one's really said bad things about it all right i'm gonna make a reference that jack's not gonna understand but hopefully everyone is it a magic carpet i know the magic carpet no it was a dark arts reference now it's not even worth it anymore but i'll I'll still say it go Uh, go, go ahead push for dark arts like sometimes you can't control it's like when jafar uh, at the end of aladdin wished spoiler alert for jack who still hasn't seen it damn it Jafar wished to be a genie so he could have the powers. Well, he was like, okay, yeah. He's like, so I can grant myself- Jafar being Will Smith? I hate you so much sometimes. I legitimately hate you so much. Jeez. And no, not Jafar meaning Will Smith. Will Smith played the damn genie. Oh, okay. Okay? So Jafar wished for three more wishes to Will Smith. Jafar, oh gosh. Jafar wished for more wishes and got them, but then- he didn't realize that becoming a genie also makes means you're 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 a prisoner of the lamp. So then you have to live in the oh. lamp. And so then he, yeah. Sorry, sorry, I ruined the ending to Aladdin, Jack. Now he's never gonna watch it. Um uh, Bruce Wallace yeah. was dead the whole time, too, Jack. Uh so the MVP death pool, Lamar Jackson and Tom Brady. Are we adding them to are we adding them to the death pool? Yeah, Lamar Jackson lost to the Dolphins. Yeah. And he looked, I mean, that offense sucked. offense looked abysmal. It, it reminded me of their offense against the Lions. People forget it took a 66-yard Justin Tucker field goal for the Ravens to beat the Lions. Now, look, the Ravens have been to their credit, they've won the games, and that's all you can ask for out of a team. Okay. If the Titans were eight and two or whatever they are, are they eight and two? No. Yeah, but uh, Keyshawn Johnson, when Keyshawn Johnson said that the Titans aren't a real eight and two team, I, he he should have meant that the Baltimore Ravens aren't a real, what are they, seven and three team? Keyshawn Johnson. Six and three. Look, 
if Keyshawn Johnson, Keyshawn Johnson, Keyshawn Johnson is employed by ESPN Radio. Okay, talk about mailing it in. That that right there, that should be all the validation you need to take away any credibility he has with it a sports take. ESPN Radio is a shell of what it once was. If you were employed by ESPN Radio right now, odds are you're probably pretty bad at both radio and sports. <laughs> No, that, so, no, you're right though. So, like, because because ESPN Radio has shooed away all of their best talent, uh, Dan Patrick, Dan Lebatard, literally anyone good that has ever been on ESPN Radio. Colin Cowherd, they are all gone, and uh, now it's like it's Keyshawn and I don't know Zobowitz. I don't even know who's Kellerman. On. But Kellerman. no, back to the back to the MVP pool. We can't get sidetracked. Sorry, sorry, we it's do okay. every this time. happens to us. Yeah, all right, let's go. So Lamar Jackson died, and then Tom Brady has his worst game of the season against the Washington football team. Two picks Tom, in the first quarter. Tom tossed two picks, threw for 220 against what has been a, a, a horrendous defense this season yeah. in the NFL. Uh, so, so those two guys, you know, and Tom Brady, where, where we stand right now, I'll list the first few guys. Josh Allen's still the favorite, plus 250. Brady right behind him, plus 350. Dak and Stafford tied for third, 800. Aaron Rodgers, 1,000. Lamar is now plus 1,600. He's in uh, sixth place. Mahomes, he's tied with Mahomes and Kyler Murray. So we've got those guys to kill. We've got Herbert right behind him and Cooper Cup right behind him. So those are your top 10. <laughs> Cooper Cup. Uh, that'd be so funny if Cooper Cup won the MVP. I wanted to kill Cooper Cup this week. I told Austin that that's the guy I wanted to kill, but he has he's on by. So uh, can I kill him on by? I don't know how much uh, power we wield. No, no, you can't kill him on by. By a oh. buy can't hurt a player. Robert Woods was killed on a buy. No, he wasn't. No, killed he, on a buy. he was killed. No, he was killed the yeah week before a buy. game week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would say, look, I think I, I think I'm, I'm killing Josh Allen. And now you might be like, Josh Allen, didn't he lose the Jaguars? Yes, but I think it, it. This isn't like the MVP death pool is not playing with like the golden gun in N64 Goldeneye. Okay, it doesn't take one shot to kill someone. You, it takes a couple of shots for some of these guys. It's like cutting down a tree. For Derrick Henry, sure, it takes one shot to kill him because everyone hates him uh, when it comes to the MVP voting. But like for quarterbacks, it takes multiple shots. So Josh Allen had that bad game against the uh, Jaguars where he – Horrible game. Yes. Well, sorry, I should clarify. Josh Allen had a great game in that yeah. Jaguars-Bills game. But Josh Allen had a bad game. So the it should be stated. I think it it's going to take because Josh Allen is a household name now, along there with Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes. It's going to take multiple games to get him out of this race. I think that second game comes this weekend against the Colts. I think the Colts defense kind of bottles him up, and I think they kill him. So you're going Josh Allen. That's that's a man who's he's like a cockroach. He's hard to kill. He's very hard to kill he because he's so an apocalypse. Yeah, yeah, and he's so big. That's he's it's awkward. You know who I'm going to kill this week? I feel like he's ripe for the killing. Who's that? Aaron Rodgers. Ooh. I'm going to kill Aaron Rodgers. Hadn't practiced all week. He's got a toe injury he's dealing with. Aaron Rodgers has had a weird season, not just health-wise with the COVID stuff, um, with all the drama that came into this season that still seems like it's there. There's, it's Green Bay seems like a pretty tense place, just kind of always with, with him. They're playing the Vikings. They're going on the road, playing in tur on turf, on turf. Turf toe. I think, I think the turf monster is going to get him. Oh, snap. 
I think the Turf Monster is going to get Aaron Rodgers because Luckily the Vikings sure the Titans, do it. So the Tickle Monsters. The Vikings do it. defense couldn't hurt a fly. No. But I think that that turf that they play on, Cam, Aaron Rodgers, you're dead. You're dead this week. Wow. Days are numbered. Look, Aaron Rodgers, it doesn't matter if you are immunized, okay? You're dead this week. There's no vaccine for turf toe, motherfucker. <laughs> even, if there, even if there was, he wouldn't take it. Yeah. Uh, the, all right, uh, let's get to remember the Titan. Uh, Jack, do you want to go first or you want me to go first? I'll go first. Okay, go first. all right, here we go. Right. Let's go. Uh, see, I, you've been going first for too long now. Now I kind of want my roll back. <laughs> All right. My guy this week, he only played for the Titans for two seasons, and he's, he, he played 14 games with the team. Um, he went to a college that you're familiar with, uh, Missouri. Oh, I am familiar with that college. But he, he wasn't drafted to the Titans. He was drafted by, by the Bengals in the third round of the 09 draft. Um, before arriving in Tennessee, he played for the Bengals' rookie season, then he spent a couple of years in Atlanta, played for the Titans for a year and a half, then played for Seattle for the for the other half of that season and finished up with the Colts. Oh, my gosh. I, I have no idea who you're going with. He's a tight end, and he goes by the name. Oh, I do know. I do know. I do know. Chase Allen Kaufman. Kaufman. Let's go. He, I, he, he was a freshman uh, when I walked on. Yes, it, like we, we were – of the same class with chase daniel and uh Humble awesome bags. dude literally some of the best hands i've ever seen in my life because he never wore gloves and he caught everything see that's a tight except, end move ex except except for one pass along the sidelines when we we're playing number two oklahoma abc game of the week it uh they had sky cam was there for the game and everything it was awesome and, and he just um, dropped one yeah he, it was literally would have gone for a touchdown and it would have changed the trajectory of the game but uh, damn, instead, you are throwing I, this man under the bus. No, no, no. That, that, every other, every other pass, I've never seen him. I never saw him drop another pass the rest of my life. But just that one was the only one I remember. Um, and I think, I think we we ended up losing. It was Oklahoma. I think it was Demarco Murray was maybe on that team. It was it was one of those great. Uh, I don't think it was no. Adrian Peterson was out that week. Adrian Peterson was out that week, and we had. They, they had a backup running. You're back showing your age, by the way, by saying that. I'm pretty sure. I, I, I'm going to do some double checking, but you go on with Chase Kaufman. Chase Kaufman, well, he won the John Mackey Award. It's given to the nation's best tight end. Um, first Missouri player to ever win that award. Check out this senior season. He had 90 catches, 987 yards, and 10 touchdowns. I mean, that's a hell of a year. Yeah. So, like I said, um, he was drafted by the Bengals, but he hurt his ankle and went on IR, season-ending IR, due to that ankle injury. And the next year they re-signed him to the practice squad, but he wasn't quite the same. Um, and his practice squad contract expired, so he goes to Tampa and then gets waived. Then the Falcons bring him on. They keep him for a couple of years. And he, he was kind of just mainly on the, the practice squad. He kind of went up and down, active roster, practice squad, active roster, practice squad. Then gets cut. But then he finds a home in Tennessee. He signed with the Titans in 2014, and he played well in the preseason, which um, earned him a spot on the active roster. And in on November 9th, 2014, after Uncle Zach Mettenberger threw an interception, Kaufman was on the field. And this Wait, is hold on, hold on. Did you say is, Mettenberger and interception in the same okay, sentence? Okay, come on. We, we have to we have to be nice to him now. Oh, yeah, that's right. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I no, I love I love Zach Mettenberger now. I love him. I forgot. And, I forgot. But after Mettenberger threw a pick, Kaufman was on the field. 
at the time, and this may ring a bell, ran to the opposing team sidelines. Now, they were playing the Ravens, and body slammed pretty much their assistant coach, Tony Coaxum, to the ground. Uh, ESPN's Jameson Hensley characterized the hit against the defenseless coach as shocking, violent, and appalling, while Fox's Jay Glazer described it as possibly the cheap shot of the year. <laughs> Kaufman was fined $30,000 by the NFL. Um, but then, happy ending, the next week, he gets his revenge, scores a touchdown on Monday Night fo- Football against the Steelers. Mettenberger threw that one, by the way. He did throw touchdowns, too. Four-yard pass from Zach Mettenberger, first touchdown, and I think only touchdown of his career. But, yeah, that's – I know he had two touchdowns. He caught one with the Seahawks. But – so, uh, you know, Menden, or not Mettenberger, Chase Kaufman, he, he's known for this brutal cheap shot against one of the assistant coaches on the Ravens, but um, was Missouri's best tight end ever. So good and bad. Um, is this the first, uh, and is this the first remember the Titan that has ever sent one of us a LinkedIn message? Oh, he linked in you? Uh, not once, but twice, bro. Look at that. Both happy of them. birthday, happy, Austin. Happy, he's he's a he's a uh, guy who reaches out to you on your birthday about. Uh, or he, reaches, he, this was twice. He he said happy birthday twice to you. Yeah, twice. Oh, wait, so was, did the first one say stay strong? It says yeah, happy birthday, Austin. Hope you're well, brother. Have a great day. And then the next one is happy birthday, bro, bro. He called me bro, bro. That's pretty cool. So that last one, so that's the last two years, he sent me a message him live on the podcast. I've never messaged him back. Just message him. Happy birthday. Here, I'll tell you when his birthday is. Do you want me to try and get, get him on the podcast? I don't know. Is he, is he worth? Oh, damn it. His birthday was November 10th. Message him now and say happy late birthday. November 10th. Yeah. Do you want me to? Yeah. Message him. Say happy late birthday. And then then we'll fill in next week with what he says. Yeah. We'll give you status updates. I'm going to say happy late birthday, bro, bro. Bro, bro. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. This is good. All right. <laughs> yes. All right. Happy late birthday, bro, bro. Sent. I'm way uh, too excited. There we go. This. Oh, yeah. He sent it. That's Happy it. late birthday, there bro, it is, bro, bro. That's awesome. Okay. Um, Chase Kaufman. How, how late am I? I'm like a week. Okay. That's going to be really weird. That's eight, eight days. days after his birthday. He's going to be like, what the hell is Austin Huff messaging me on LinkedIn? He's just getting around to all his LinkedIn friends' birthdays. Um, I looked it up. Uh, yes, that game that Chase Kaufman dropped that pass. Um, he. Uh, Adrian Peterson, Heisman candidate that season, uh, they lost him to a collarbone right before that that game. And so uh, so Oklahoma started um, Alan Patrick at running back, and he rushed for 162 yards against Mizzou. Yeah. Missouri's rush defense, some things don't change. Look, it, look, it's a Big 12 defense. How can, You can't blame them. <laughs> you can't blame them. When they were in the Big 12, they didn't have a defense. Uh, the And uh, also, the, just some names I want to throw out from this game for any any college football fans from that time. Uh, first of all, the, the quarterback was, was Paul Thompson. I actually don't remember him. But I do remember um, uh, Joe John Finley. How about he, he had an 18-yard uh, touchdown this game. And... I don't know if anyone remembers Mizzou's running back, Tony Temple. He rushed all over uh, Arkansas in the Cotton Bowl game uh, back in 2007. Uh, but uh, where does it say? Oh, I, it says Chase Kaufman. Oh, here we go. Leading 3-0. Look, I even found a paragraph about it in this, in this oh, game. Oh, man, it was that bad. Leading 3-0, the Tigers missed a chance for a sure 66-yard touchdown when tight end Chase Kaufman 
uncovered down the right sideline, let a pass slip off his fingertips. Dude, look, I and I don't mean to add insult to injury because he, I'm, I'm not joking when I say this. Chase Kaufman had the best hands of anyone I've ever seen in my life, and he never wore gloves. That, to me, was more impressive than anything. That that pass, man. I I remember that. I remember that. So I can't. I'm, I'm sure he thinks about it all the time. But look, if he's listening, because I know he, he he messaged me on LinkedIn all the time. Chase, I love you, and he's a hell of a dude. He's one of the nicest guys in the world. So uh, shout out to Chase Kaufman. Great. Remember the Titan, dude. Thanks. Thanks. Remember the Mizzou Tiger. That's another game. We I knew play. you'd appreciate a Mizzou guy. I definitely do. Are you kidding me? Um. Joe John Finley. That's just such a, I haven't thought about that name in forever. Um, all right. My remember the Titan. We talked about fat Randy earlier with Luke Worsham. I'm going to another fat Randy, Randy Starks. Yes. Good one. Former defensive end who played 12 seasons in the NFL was drafted by the Tennessee Titans in the third round of the 2004 NFL draft played college football at Maryland. Go Terps. He also played for the Miami dolphins and Cleveland Browns. Uh, he totaled 422 tackles in his career, 42 sacks, two forced fumbles, 10 fumble recoveries and four picks. How about that? Uh, probably all of which were against uh, Zach Menberger somehow. Oh I don't know. Look, I don't know. I'm just, no, I'm kidding. I love, we love Zach Menberger here. <laughs> Two-time pro bowler, none of which were with the Titans. First team all ACC, second team all ACC from his college days. Um, made his NFL debut on September 11th. Never forget Randy Starks. Yes, never forget Randy NFL Stark. debut um, against the Miami Dolphins and he sacked quarterback A.J. Feely. Oh, wow. Yeah. Talk about, like, remember that guy names. Man, since Marino, the Dolphins quarterbacks, obviously you have Cutler in there. He's the, the exception. They've really been bad. No, buckle up, Jack, because I'm about to take you into a, a joyride of former quarterback names that this guy has sacked. Okay? Perfect. Um, the uh, that During that season, his rookie season, he also sacked Carson Palmer. Okay. David Carr. Everyone did that. And Craig Krenzel. Who the hell is that guy? Craig Krenzel? You don't remember Craig Krenzel? From, uh, he was uh, Craig Krenzel. He, he, he played for um, uh, Ohio State. Won the oh. national title with him. Really? Oh, man. Yeah. That's a bad one, then. Damn. Jack, how do you not remember Craig Krenzel? I don't remember Craig Krenzel. So, Randolph Starks Jr., he, um, he also sacked, uh, where is it? Um, he also sacked Anthony Wright, the Ravens. Mark Bulger, Gus Ferrat. Gus, Gus Bus. He recovered a Chad Pennington fumble. Um, Chad Pennington, uh, what's that show called? I don't know. What what show? Move that bus. Keeping up. No, that's Ty Pennington. Ty Pennington. Ty he Pennington. likes to drink and drive. That's his right. thing. Oh, does he? Did he get a yeah. DUI? Big time. Damn, more like DUI Pennington. Am I right? Uh, the and then he also recut, returned a Jeff Garcia fumble, twenty six yards, lateraling it to our uncle linebacker Keith Bullock, Keith. who took it sixteen more yards for a score. Um, he also sacked David Carr and David Garrard that season too. Man, he had a thing for David Carr. This guy, like, he's just like, it's just so funny to see the guys he sacked. Uh, in his rookie season, he, his four and a half sacks on the year led all rookie defensive tackles 
including six players who were drafted ahead of him. Tommy Harris. Bears. Marcus Tubbs. That's a great name for a yeah. defensive tackle. Darnell Dockett. Ooh. Junior Siavi. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correct. Junior Savoy, maybe? Junior. Siavi. I don't know. Keep going. Tank Johnson. Okay. And Vince Wilfork. Wow. I mean, there's a couple of big names on that list. Speaking of Will Forks and uh, defensive tackles, how about uh, picking up the uh, the Raiders defensive tackle, Quentin Jefferson, picking up that fork on the oh, field? Oh, yeah. Was it a fork or scissors? Or I think it was scissors. I think it was scissors, but some people were saying fork. Yeah, that's, we a, that's an old school move. Run out there with a pair of scissors in your sock, just yeah. stab somebody and then sack the quarterback. That'll show um, them. But yeah, so shout out Randolph Stalks, Starks Jr., the original Fat Randy on this Titans team. Don't ever forget it. Um, 2004 to 2000. I like him being the OG Fat Randy. I do too. That's and good on you to point that out. Well, the funny thing is he wasn't even that fat. I think Fat Randy was fatter than Randy Stark. Body, like like, uh, what, what's like BMI? BMI yeah. level, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, uh, Jack, let's get out of here because you're sick and you need to rest up. And we said we were like, let's do a short podcast this week. And sure enough, we get to sidetracked on every topic we bring up. But sorry, this uh, will probably still be out by nine, nine ish, probably. Okay. All right. There we go. Give the people some time. Yeah. Hopefully, look, well, hopefully you download it. We're going to tweet it out as soon as we get it out. Um, and uh, look, we thank you so much for listening to this podcast. We appreciate it. We love each and every single one of you, uh, especially B Shaw for uh, giving us the, the- B Shaw 3C, right? Yeah, that's right. For for leaving us the rating and the review this week. We appreciate that. Please be leave shot, us a you know what would be review. even better? Steal your girlfriend's phone. Give us a better review on that one. Then still it's Thanksgiving. If you've already left a review, take your family members' phones, give us a review. Yes. And then and then DM us telling us that you stole phones and gave us reviews on other yes. phones. Because you could only give that. us one. Right, right. One per and, phone. And That's the rule. In fact, in the in the review, say I'm I'm leaving this review from my my grandma's stolen phone. Yes. You know? Oh, that would be bonus points. That would we'll, be so funny. Even if you're like just just leave us a review that, saying that you you did it from a stolen. And we'll phone. follow we'll follow you back on Twitter if you mention this to us. I, That's I, the prize. We're gonna bribe you. you. There if you go. Care about how many followers? There you, you go. Have. You heard it there first, folks. Okay. You heard it there first. So uh, shout out to each and every single one of you guys. Hey, uh, give Jack a follow on Twitter at Jack A. Gentry. Great follow on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at Austin Huff. Follow A to Z Sports. If you want to watch our Luke Worsham interview, you can find it on the A to Z Sports YouTube page. Go subscribe to the YouTube page for A to Z Sports. Um, you can find all of our uh, video interviews there. Um, Trying to think if there's anything else. Oh, Tighten Up Pod on Twitter. Tighten up podcast on Instagram. Give us follows there. Literally, like just make your timeline more inundated with Titans content. And you can do so by following all of those accounts I just said. Um, Jack, you got anything for the road? No, no real homework. I, I like the mission that I've kind of put everyone on to steal phones. And if you get arrested, tell the police that the Tighten Up podcast sent you. It, well, wait, what? What? Uh, we don't want to be liable for people these tuppers i know i just think it'd be funny if like the police department held a meeting and they were like all right we've had a string of arrests lately all phone thefts and they all say that the tighten up podcast sent them look i know uh, like podcasts are huge amongst cops this is kind of it's like when fight club uh develops into what's the project project mayhem yeah this is like your pro this is like project mayhem 
I want to know if like any cops like listen to the podcast. If I want to know like because I know cops listen to podcasts like while they're on their shifts. Yeah, he, they time. could they could get out get out ahead of this and hold their own meeting and be like, guys, get ready. There's going to be some phone thefts. <laughs> there are going to be some phone thefts. If there are any cops that listen to this podcast, hit us up because I want to know. Um, I'm curious about that. Uh, shot. What's we, going we, on? Do you need like a file burned or something? No, 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 no. I'm just curious. <laughs> I like look. I appreciate cops. I think they do a lot for uh, for for you know people. The the good cops. There are some there's some bad ops, but there's okay. Bad well, let's where are we going here? Let's. There's let's bad podcasters. There's bad there, there's bad people in every job. But I I appreciate I appreciate all the cops out there serve, protecting and serving. And if you have a file on Austin Huff, he wants you to. He wants. Was you to that super up. political? What I just said. No, no. I didn't, I'm not trying to make it. It wasn't. Just, it was fine. Uh, uh, doctors and nurses. I appreciate doctors and nurses too, and teachers. I appreciate. There's a lot of jobs out there that I appreciate that I feel like don't get recognized as much. All right, let's get out of here. Hunters, uh, kickers, kickers, kickers. Fat Randy, look that kickers. NFL kickers. Interior offensive linemen. They don't get any love. Ryan Tannehill doesn't get enough uh, respect and attention. Oh, oh, oh! I do have one thing for the road. Okay. Pro Bowl votes. Do it as many times as you can. Like the 20 times they'll let you. It'll take like 10 minutes max. Hashtag get. Do it while you're listening to this podcast. Oh, I should have said this at the beginning. What? To to vote while you're listening because now if I say it at the end, then they can't be listening to us and then vote. So. Well, no, no, no. While they're listening, we want them to leave a rating and a review and then yeah. go and vote. Okay. All right. Uh, don't don't be like don't be enough. like uh, Luke Worsham and help us try and get Saffold laid. <laughs> Luke. Yeah, yeah. Luke, Luke didn't, Luke's all, dirty, perverted mind didn't quite understand that one. Luke not knowing what laid mean meant, and then also. Uh, looking it up and then and then Dude, that's what that's what happens when you go to a high school with eight kids and you're graduating you class, st- like i i still don't think he got the joke though when we were like, like i know no and i think i don't i think that may be the best part though i don't think can i you, want him to get we, the we're like can you help get roger saffold laid i don't think he i don't think he like picked up on what we were saying no no i don't i don't think he knows what that means i love i love you luke Worsham. i know he's he's probably listening to this I he's love probably you. stuck around didn't he no i, love, I bet he I cut love, us off no yeah he probably cut us off Right. Once, uh, he probably cut us off when we, there, when we started reading the game by or the play-by-play of the Oklahoma-Missouri game in 2009. Well, either that or the interstellar reference I made with Bill O'Brien. Like That, that was, was good, either. though. That was one to listen through. I appreciate that. Was good uh, there, there are probably very few Tuppers who stick around this deep into the podcast. But we appreciate you if you do. But we appreciate every single one of you guys. All right. <laughs> it's, it's Texans 8 week. Love you guys. Uh uh, go Titans and uh, Jack. I guess uh, until next week, tie up. up. They used to be the Oilers a long, long time ago when they played in the Houston Astrodome. They've gone from being spoilers to starting six and zero oh since they moved to Tennessee to call it home. They had a music city. Then they came within a yard of winning in the Super Bowl. They've had the same head coach leading all the way. That's one of many reasons that I'm loving how they play. They're the Tennessee Titans. They're the Tennessee Titans. They'll